Blog Talk Radio.
Well, welcome to PGN, Prophetic Grace Network, where we do it more than we talk about it today. Saturday, April 15th, 2023. Welcome, everybody. I'm Carmen. I'll be your host tonight. And I hope you had a great week. Um, And like I always say, if you didn't, come back to us. We'll pray for you and we'll get you back on track. Well, better said, God will get you back on track. Well, today's topic um, that I wanted to talk to you about, um, (laughs) it's funny the way God starts talking to you and leading you in his word with what to speak about and and to look at. Um, I chose the the word beauty. We're going to be talking about beauty. Lately, I've been watching videos of women. I'm getting older, right? So, you know, I I like to look good, too. Um, And I've been watching these women. um, There's a craze going on of them wanting to get their hair gray when they've, you know, dyed their hair blonde or or black. And um, and they, uh, one person said that they wanted to grow old gracefully. Gracefully, and I said gracefully. Um, what does that have to do with it? It's uh, to me what I'm seeing is that they're finally realizing the age is is overtaking their bodies, and and there's changes that they can't help and they can't stop, and they got to accept it. But um, I looked at the word graceful, and it means in an attractive, dignified way. So these women, they want to look attractive. They want to look dignified even as they're aging. Um, I get it. People, both men and women, they want to look good, right? And they did. They want to look good as when they were young. But that's, you know, and men do too. You know, they you don't use the same word for men to be beautiful, but it is to be beautiful right? This is the the way the Bible sees it. So we look at our hair, we look at our necks, we look at our skin, our shape, and our weight, and we want to look attractive. Um, These things are a constant reminder that we're getting old. It's funny because my youngest son, who isn't even in his 30s yet, that he was feeling like he was getting old. <laughs> he's only beginning life, and he's always already feeling like he's getting old. Uh, you know, it's good that we are waking up and realizing things are, are changing, but our focus shouldn't be on the outside, but on the inside. And I hope you listen to the song that I play every week of The Garden because it talks about living from the inside out. Um, I look at people, how how people seem, their hair seems to be grain from the top, lighter. It gets lighter from the top, right? But the sides seem to be darker, right? And it seems to stay dark there, and it looks like if it was a, a crown. Like, you know, some people have, like, real silvery hair. It's almost like a, a silver crown. Well, the word has something to say about this. And um, we'll look at it. In Proverbs 16, 31, it says, the silver-headed is a crown of glory, 
if it is found in the way of righteousness. Okay, so let's take a look at that. Um, you know, some people in Japan, for instance, they honor the, the aged people, the older people. They they take care of them and they honor them. Um, that's not so much like we have it here um, in the United States. You know, sometimes they see that you're older and just because of your age, you know, there's a lot of dishonoring the elderly. They don't respect the elderly. They mistreat them. And, you know, um, some is because some have dementia and things like that. But this, that's still no reason to be dishonoring to your elders. Um, I've seen beautiful videos of, of different people taking care of their elderly. I've seen one of this young man that's taking care of his grandmother who used to be a teacher and she is so frail, but he, he helps her. He bathes her. He gives her food. He talks to her and he makes sure that her mental capacity is there. You know, he does exercises with her and you know, it's beautiful, the bonding. And then there's this other gentleman uh, with his dad. Uh, his dad was a podiatrist and uh, he's 91 and how he treats his father with respect. Um, and every time he talks to him, his father forgets, and he has to remind him. Uh, have you ever seen that movie, uh, 31st Date, something like that, with uh, uh, Sandler? What's his name? Uh, oh, I forget his name. Um, Adam Sandler and... Uh, Oh, I forget her name now. Well, anyway, um, he, Lori, she forgets. She keeps forgetting. And he has to remind her. Finally, he makes a video. And they get married and everything. And he makes a video so that she wakes up in the morning and sees the video <laughs> and sees who she is and what her family is all about and all that. But um, that aside um, is, you know, what I'm trying to say, you know, caring about other people regardless of their capabilities. Um, young or old, we're looking for things that will that will fulfill us, that will make us attractive. Um, in Proverbs twenty twenty nine, it says, "The glory of young men is their strength, and the splendor of old men is their gray head." So, the glory of young men. What is glory? The glory means high renown or honored, won by notable achievements. And uh, it says magnificent or great beauty. There you go, beauty. So young men want to look beautiful. And the splendor of old men, the splendor. Well, what does splendor mean? Splendor means beauty, something that causes others to admire you, others to give you attention. It's all it seems like it's all the same, right? You know, win people's attention to be admired, right? Another word for saying beauty. So gray hairs won't give you wisdom. Like a strong body won't give you power. Both must look to their maker to give them what they need. A young or old man looking for these things that they won't be fulfilled. The world will give you all these things, but it will not fulfill you. The young look for beauty to cause others to admire them, to give them attention. 
Isn't that what we see today? Everywhere, you know, people want to look good. And there's nothing bad, but we have to have the correct balance on how God sees these things. The old look for things that give them high, renowned honor from things that they've done, from their achievements, um, especially those, you know, uh, in colleges, you know, if they were a teacher or whatever and with their tenured and, you know, oh, look, like this uh, psychology, um, this doctor in psychology that, you know, he's talking about all this and all of a sudden he's got all this fame. But his advice is not really advice that's giving men and women true uh, value. It's not giving them righteousness. Both will go unfulfilled. So I see a young man going to the gym for muscles. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's good to keep your body moving. And it's good to educate yourself in school and do things that will bring good things into your world. But when we want others to admire us for our beauty, for that beauty, for the, the muscles or for the, the achievements, things will disappear. These things will disappear. Look at this old older man, the 91-year-old, that he had all these achievements. Uh, he was a doctor, a podiatrist. And... And now he can't even forget, he can't even remember his kid's name. It'll all go away. I have seen um, a psychologist, he appeared on a, a show, and he was giving an interview, and they asked him questions about himself. And they said, um, well, what's your goal in all of this? And he said that his goal was to help young men and he was very sincere. He even got emotional about talking about what he he thought. He felt sad on how demoralized people were and how many men were in this category of being demoralized. He said that men didn't know how to make themselves attractive to women. He went on to say women were picky and that that was a good thing. That was a good thing to demand a high standards from men. But all these men who were alienated were lonesome and that they didn't know what to do and everyone piles abuse on them this is what he was saying and and uh, he was making men out to be victims and as we all know we can we you know with the things that prophet randy has been talking about um can uh, like for instance the 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 root of bitterness because we uh, judge other people, then that judgment comes on us and it just grows and causes other people to be defiled. So that is getting down to the root of where we're not walking in righteousness. Yet this man pointing out that men are demoralized and not getting to the root of the problem is not the answer. He was asked, what was his goal? He said he wanted to encourage people and to see what happens. <laughs> what nonsense. A lot of nonsense is spoken about things of people that, that go, you know, that get some degrees. They don't really know. Their wisdom is not wisdom. The word of God says that silver hair, a silver hair head is a crown of glory, a crown of beauty. 
That's what it is. What glory means means beauty. That that is the 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 way you find uh, righteousness. This is for everyone, not just the rich, but also for the poor, for the young, the old, for everybody. What? But why does the word say that silver hair head, the silver haired head, um, is the one that has the 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 way of righteousness? Because when you're young, you think you know what's best. And you think that what's best is being beautiful like the world says you're beautiful. And it's through the strength, and it's not through the strength of your intellect, your body that's full of muscles. Um, I have (laughs) uh, family members that joke around with me, and they're always joking about different things. And um, since I've been uh, single, um, they joke around with me because they they uh they think they want to find out what kind of man I want. <laughs> I know, and I I tell them, you know, the man that I want is a godly man, a man that loves God more than he loves me. And one of the jokes that they go, "Oh, Grandma, you want a man like the Rock with all with muscles?" <laughs> that's one of the jokes my grandkids say. But it's not. That's not what what a woman needs. And the old may think that it is through their compassion for for the weak, for the less weak, the less strong, I mean. But that, too, is is wrong. Just like this, this psychology professor, um, he thinks that having compassion over those that are weak. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yes, we have to have compassion. But the way that we teach people how to come out of their state is by teaching them the truth, teaching them that Jesus came to set them free, that Jesus came with all the answers to what they, they, they're needing. And it's not through going through the gym and not getting more money. And don't get me wrong, those things are, have their place in life, but that, those things are not going to give you righteousness. I know a friend that is feeling better because he's been taking care of himself and experiencing changes in his hair color, and his hair color seems to be coming becoming darker. It's getting darker. But how is that hair becoming darker? It's coming from the inside out. Why? Because he's been taking care, putting the right vitamins and the right nutrients, and it's working from the inside out. My advice to young and old men and women is to learn to hear from God. Seek him with all your heart. And live by what he gives you. And this this is all from the inside out. The world offers a lot of lies because of how uh, they offer a lot of lies, uh, how to have a great life, you know, uh, how to be happy. But they're wrong. It's not how to be happy. It's how to be righteous. And the source of your beauty can only come from 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 within, from the inside, from your spirit, man. Your bo- your beauty will be the the crown of glory, the crown of God's righteousness. That, my dear, is done from the inside out, from the inside out. And I'm gonna get you tired with saying that, but everything you do, you must seek God from the inside out, with all your heart, your all your soul, with all your might. And 
God doesn't care about your where you came from, your culture, your physical appearance. Hey, remember David when uh, the prophet was looking for the one that would be king next? And he was looking, 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 but he, God told him, don't look at a physical appearance. Don't look at the physical appearance. His brothers looked like they could fit the part, but they weren't the one that God had chosen. God is not looking. Doesn't God doesn't care about your occupation, your social status, where you live, where you are in life, if you're young, old, rich, poor, woman, man. And you know how I know this? Look at what the word of God says. Paul wrote this, and he says in Galatians 3, 26, 28, you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you were baptized into Christ, have into Christ, have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor, nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you all are one in Christ Jesus. So God doesn't care where you come from. You're clothed with Christ. That's what's important with God's righteousness, that you, when you are clothed in righteousness, you're, you are clothed in Christ, right? So what things make you beautiful? First of all, trusting in God. Moses trusted in God. Look where it got him. All the things that God told him, he trusted God when even it didn't look like it. Noah, David, they trusted God. Being meek, meekness, giving God control of your life, that's being meek. Knowing that you can't do it, that it's God that can do it. Doing the will of God, no matter what the outcome. Didn't Daniel do that? Didn't the three boys that were taken uh, to the fire, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they, they obeyed God. They got, did God's will, no matter what the outcome. In your decision-making, follow what God says. Remember, even in your decision-making, that's what makes you beautiful in the eyes of God. The beauty is from the inside out, I again repeat. Let's look at Leah and Rebecca. One was beautiful uh, on the outside, yet it was Leah, the ugly one, that was beautiful to God. She did what God told She cried out to God. She trusted God. She gave God control of her life. She did what she trusted God. First um, Peter 3, 3 to 5 says, do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear. But let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. God finds that beautiful. He he looks at you. When he looks at you, he doesn't look at the outside. He looks at your heart. It's not that you don't color your hair or leave it gray to grow um, old with grace, with beauty, or you go to the gym to be healthy. God doesn't care about or go on a diet or make money or whatever you wear, makeup on or not. 
Um, I know churches that will preach about, oh, you can't wear pants. You have to wear skirts. Oh, you can't wear makeup. That's not holy. Those things don't make you holy. They're they're okay if you want to look good and you want to wear them, or if you don't want to wear them, that's fine also. On the outside, God looks on the uh, on the inside, but they don't do a thing for your holiness. Um, let's look at things you need to be aware of for your beauty that you see when you're in God's scale of beauty, right? How, what things do you need to look at? Spiritual poverty. How much you're, you're really not where you're supposed to be. Does, do things grieve you? The wickedness of others, does that grieve you? Are you thirsty and hungry for God's righteousness? Are you hungering for that or are you okay where you're at? Does it bother you to not grow closer to God? These are the things that God looks at and and sees that you're beautiful when he sees that you're, God, I want more of you. I, I know I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I'm not supposed to go. I know where I'm, that I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do, but help me. Oh, that's that's attractive to the Lord. Are you thirsty? Are you hungry? Are you merciful? Are you merciful with others? And that's a good thing. This psychologist was thinking he was compassionate, these men, but he wasn't he wasn't understanding what God what God was thinking about how to help them. So we may want to help other people, but it's the way that God says to help them, not the way we think. You can knock yourself out helping people and paying their bills and helping them uh, organize their homes. And you could do so many things, help them with their finance and this and that. And in the long run, they'll still be the same because it's not coming from the inside out. It's coming from the outside in. Are you pure in heart? Are you a peacemaker? Are you living in faith? Are you believing, trusting God? Faith. Are you watchful of what you say, or do you just let anything roll out of your mouth? These and so many more things make you beautiful. As brides making themselves beautiful, or let's, let's just look at it, just like a wife or a husband that over the years neglects their appearance, we must not neglect our spiritual beauty. If you have a relationship with God, it's like having a relationship with a spouse. You're not going to neglect your your beauty. In this case, what's on the inside with God. And don't think that because you married, you're married to someone that you can neglect or take the other person for granted. I'm talking to somebody. I'm talking to somebody. Don't take them for granted. Don't take God for granted. It is possible to be a great psychology a professor, a teacher, a preacher. Uh, you fill in the blanks. Love by many because you give advice, because you impress people, yet be very ugly before God. On the other hand, you can be someone that nobody knows, yet be beautiful in God's eyes. Uh, I remember a story that was given about a preacher that um, had saved a lot of souls, 
and well, got, that God had used to save a lot of souls. And there was a church lady that would clean the church, and she would always be praying for the the pastor, always be praying for him that he would, you know, that God would use him and touch him and and all these things. And finally, they both end up dying and go to heaven. And then um, it, it shows that God gives this preacher all um, his rewards. But then when the lady comes in, he gives her more. And so the preacher goes, well, why are you giving her more? I was the one that was preaching out there and and preaching and evangelizing to, to souls and touching their hearts, you know. And she he says, yeah, but it was it was her. She was the one that was praying for you. And what you did wouldn't have been done if she wouldn't have been praying for you. So that was beautiful to God. So we thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for helping us to see what you see as beautiful. Help us to understand what is truly beauty, righteousness. Help us, Father God, at whatever stage of life that we're living in right now, that we live from the inside out, that we live in your righteousness, seeking after you, knowing what you want, believing you, trusting you, living a life, hungering after you, thirsty for you. And thank you, Father, for PGN, which is a place where people can come and learn so much. I pray, Father God, that you you bless PGN and the brothers and sisters, Father God, that we may grow as that bride Beautiful, beautiful for when you come, we're ready without spots or wrinkles. And we thank you in Jesus' name for that. Now I'll be taking calls and remember to dial one if you want to be in the queue. And uh, give me one second here. I hope you're hearing me clearly. Sometimes things aren't heard very clearly. Give me one second here, and I'll be right with all of you. Dial one, and you'll be placed in the queue. Okay. Okay, Jesus. All right. All right, the first caller is 111111. Your name and where you're from. Hi, it's Barbara from Texas. Hey, Miss Sister Barbara, how are you? Give me a minute, and I'll be back right back. All right. Thank you, Lord, for Barbara, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for uh, the wisdom that you've given her, that you have taught her and you're teaching her, because uh, when we're teachable, we continue to live in your righteousness, knowing that we don't know it all. And Father God, I thank you, Father God, because she is constantly growing, constantly growing. We thank you, Father God, for her life. We thank you, Father God. You know, I'm I'm seeing you like a plant, and I'm seeing some dead things, and see the Lord uh, being the hands that pull out what's dead. He's pulling out the dead, but at the same time, I see this plant that's growing beautiful, and there's new growth in it. 
there's some so many new growth, new growth, new growth. But at the same time, there's things that are pruned out. Sometimes we see that in our lives. Sometimes we see pruning. Sometimes we see growth, and sometimes it's all simultaneously. So we thank you, Father, Father God, for the pruning because you prune out the things that don't need to be there. And, and thank you, Lord, because you take care of those things that that um, need to be there. And thank you, Lord. It's almost like a gardener. <laughs> a gardener looking at the plant and looking and, and, and just seeing what needs to be done. But I see him smiling. Yes, because there's beauty in that plant, I see. And that plant is you, Sister Barbara. That plant is you. It's growing beautiful. It's growing beautiful. And there's some things that he does cut out, but that's to make it even more beautiful. So we thank you, Father God, for for our sister's life. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in her life and continuing to do. And, Father God, because you don't leave us alone, you, you love us and you care for us. You know what things need to, to, to be and what things need to be removed. And we thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name, for your tender, loving care. I sense that you're feeling that, that you're feeling, you know, yes, there's a, um, like opportunities, but there, it seems like it's hard at times. And in the, that process, you sense that God is even showing you some things about yourself. Because as he shows you things about yourself, he's using you to help others. To help others in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Sister Barbara. Yes, Hello. Ma'am. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Well, the prayer was excellent because that was my prayer for the last week or two, but I pressed in more because I didn't need anything to hinder my growth and block Uh and interrupt. And so I'm just thanking the Lord for the freedom, the freedom, freedom, freedom in every area of my life. And as far as the flowers, they have bloomed and bloomed so beautiful that I literally just smiled and started laughing because I couldn't believe how some of them had just multiplied. And I thought about just planting each individual and just give them away as a gift because <laughs> I have so many I can mm-hmm. do that. And I said, Lord, as you teach me. Word. That's the word, that beauty that yes. you have. You're giving it away. <laughs> You're helping others to know how to.
and that I am in charge of them. (laughs) So that's why I've been speaking so hard spiritually and asking the Lord, how do I go about this? This one personality, this one is different. This one is hearing the word. This one here is not so, so, so. And you know how we do it. And we have to pray about each person because it's a Mm -hmm. ministry, it's a job. And you treat it like Mm -hmm. one, and you love on it, but you're happy when you do it. It brings a smile that you're doing a great job. So I'm just grateful because it came to me in Isaiah 43 and 19. um, Behold, I will do a new thing now, and it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So I was like, okay, wow. So, yes, (laughs) ma'am. Wow. Yeah, so definitely you're going to be teaching these women how to be beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Beautiful and righteous. Oh, my God. Did she not go there with the gray hair? (laughs) I I was like, you were on it. (laughs) Uh, I was trying to dodge that that bullet right there. Uh-huh. And he said, well, see, um, I would put someone else over these ladies, but you qualify. You have everything we need to, to do everything, and we can't put in a point anybody else. And I'm like, well, did you have such and such? And did you have such and such? Well, what happened to such and such and this one? He said, uh-uh, uh-uh. And remember what you said? <laughs> it's not about their experience. And this and that and that is what the Lord said and what he wants. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's not even about the money. It's not about nothing. It's about his will, yep. his way, Yahweh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his way, Yahweh. <laughs> and when people Jesus. start understanding that, they can get to business instead of wasting yeah. time. In the pursuit of happiness, in the world's way. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds good, but the pursuit of true happiness is in the Lord and and finding him and letting him make you beautiful. Like that gardener (laughs) makes his plants beautiful, his flowers beautiful. And the pruning, right? There's pruning. Yeah. In the season where you have to cut it all down. And pull it all out, and when I pulled it all out and threw it away, it multiplied all over the all over my garden. <laughs> I said, and, "Oh and my what God, I'm going to don't prune things." It, it, but uh, you have to know it, how it, to prune it too. Yeah, because yeah, God yeah. knows how he. Has, sometimes he has to prune really close. Sometimes he's just a little here, a little there. Mm-hmm. But then what happens? It'll start growing. When you first have your flowers, what happens? You have these little flowers. But as you help it to grow and let those that, that plant hold the flowers, those flowers will be bigger. Yes. Because if there's no pruning and, and, and the gardener doesn't know what he's doing, then you're going to have these little thin branches that won't be able to hold big flowers. Mm-hmm. So that's us. We got to allow God to toughen us up, to... Help us to grow from from the inside out. That doesn't come from the outside. That the vitamins that you mm-hmm. give it. You have God knows how to be a gardener in our life. Yeah, we don't. So 
So, and that's what I did all week. I put vitamins in those flowers, and I bought, I did so much <laughs> for them, and then I cut and I raked around them, and I put, like, roses got to have a different type of fertilizer. Then the others got to have a different type of miracle grow, and then the others, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> from the inside out, right? It goes from the root, inside and out. it goes inside. Right? I know. The the other day I was at my daughter's house and she was showing me her roses. You know, she had seen the roses that I had and she, and oh my God, these roses were as big as your hand opened up. It was just huge. I was like, girl, what are you doing to those flowers? She goes, oh, a little bit of miracle goes, uh, goes a long way. And I was like, wow. And her plants, I mean, everything, you know, she has this green thumb. And so the Lord has mm-hmm. a green thumb. He knows how to work our lives, but we have to come to him, right? Yeah. And if we know what he's doing, then we can help others to see that. It's not who we are. It's who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, miracle yes. girl. God's oh, miracle girl. From yeah, the inside true. out. Inside out with a big heart. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. Yes, yes. Your heart grows bigger as you allow God to mm-hmm. to uh, work in your life. And then that's why so many elderly people, older people with gray hairs. I don't know if I read that, that scripture. Yeah, I did at the beginning. I saw it, the mm-hmm. silvered hair is a crown of glory, a crown of beauty. If it is found in it is found in the way of righteousness. If it is found in the way of righteousness. So if mm-hmm. if the silvered hair haired is a crown of glory, if mm-hmm. it is found in the way of righteousness, if if it's not found in the way of righteousness, then that silver hair is not a crown of beauty, a crown of glory. Mm-hmm. It's not a crown of glory. Right? So this mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to tell everybody, you know, it's not all of your accolades, all that you know, that you think you know. Mm-hmm. It's what God says. Yeah. Amen. Wow. Praise, Praise the man. Lord. And Praise Do you have God. anything you, you want to share with us that. tonight? Yes, um, that was the testimony that people are coming from different places, and I'm meeting these people, and they were telling me how far they're driving, and, and, you know, and they are just thanking me for, you know, doing what I do. And I said, well, it it comes from the heart. Um, It comes from the heart because it's just truth. Um, When you have truth, that's just the way the Lord deals with different people. And, you know, to see or to hear the truth, you know, it just indicates to me that the spirit of the Lord, you know, the spirit of truth, that Jesus, he's holy and his spirit is visiting me. (laughs) It lets me know he's answering prayers. And, you know, so I was just telling the lady, I said, don't let kindness and truth leave you. Don't let it leave you, like disappear. I said, because blind them around your neck. I said, even if you have to bind it around your neck or tie it around your neck, then write it on the table of your heart. I said, because the word is the word, the truth is the truth. We can go different ways with it, but it all comes back to the same thing. 
So, you know, and um, so I was actually able to serve people today, feed the homeless. Um, I had no idea that the people would accept the the food that I had, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. for the prayer breakfast. And I pulled up at the gas station, and I've never seen so many people hungry. It was like I came mm. at the right time, you know, with hash brown potatoes, eggs, and biscuits, and, and sausage, Aww. and bacon. And these people were just after the food like flies, you know. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you, Lord, that I was able to not just feed the word, but also feed them like Jesus. <laughs> so I'm just grateful. Wait, I have a question know. to ask you. Are you seeing an increase of people, homeless people? Uh, yes. Um, I've seen them, and they're putting tents up and boxes, houses made out of box at different parts. And how parts. long ago has this been happening? Uh, this has been going on forever. It's like the the more the economy changes and everything increases, uh, this is what I'm seeing. They're looking for places yeah. to stay. Everything is too high. Uh, they're stacking in on top of everybody, uh, looking for somebody to, you know. And um, a lot of times the different organizations that I'm with, they'll give them tents. Uh, we give them blankets. We give them clothing. Uh, everybody has to prune their closets and give them whatever they have that they can use and fix, like, you know, um, what do they call them, like the little care packages. And so they're everywhere, those people. Uh, downtown Dallas, uh, uh, Garland, Texas. Um, I just went to the Garland Road, different places, and just see them sitting on site. You know, I guess a lot of them is looking for work as well. So mm-hmm. you're seeing an increase of this, huh? Yes. Just piled up, yes, just I looking mean. for jobs, just waiting to work for you, you know, anywhere, anything, you know. Uh, how many people you need? Two, three, four, you know. So I just are pray for the people, nation, pray for the city. Yes, ma'am. Do you, do you, are these people that are lo- from here or are they immigrants? They're immigrants, a lot of them. And yeah, some of them uh, just that's homies. what we're seeing. Because we're right mm-hmm. next to the border, so we see a lot of immigrants. Yeah, and we we have to help them, too. Um we have mm-hmm. to care for them, you know, when we see them. But yes. we have to be like Jesus did. We feed them and we mm-hmm. give them the word and show them yes. the word. And that's what I enjoy today. Yeah, so we've even yeah. had on uh, the opposite side of my town where there's a church that um, does a lot of sex trafficking. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that they do it, but they help women that have been in that. Um, and a lot of them have been prostitutes, and so um, that has been very hard for this church because as soon as they started helping them, um, a lot of the members that had money didn't want to be part of the church. They didn't want to be mixed in with uh, these people, Mm -hmm. and that's that, you know. And other churches did the same thing too, and a lot of their members left, and so that shows where some people's hearts are at. They're not letting mm-hmm. God, the love of God, work in them. And so, we, yeah, we, there has to be wisdom in how to do things, too, um, because uh, you have to be careful. But um, mm-hmm. that's wrong. When people are in need, that's wrong. 
you still have to help yeah. them out. Um, well, I have a friend that that's her testimony. Um, she said where she came from, and the Lord has blessed her. We prayed her through, and she went back to Mexico, bought her a car. She came back down here, and she's a part of my city and more than where we used to go to church at. And so she was saying that we're going to find a building, we're going to find a place, and we have to help because she said, I used to be one of the prostitutes. I used to do this and that. And that was her testimony. And she said, when I met you, she said, you were here. She said, now that I'm back, you're here. <laughs> she was talking about me growing mm-hmm. in the Lord. I said, well, I just didn't want nothing, you know, to uh, hinder my walk with the Lord, you know, because of the old ways and the old, you know, moving, you know, forgetting the past and moving, you know, mm-hmm. in the future where the Lord wants us to be. But we still have a testimony with it. You know, and so we were just yeah. talking about how we were able to walk by faith and not something crippling us and our spiritual walk and these afflictions and, you know, and different things and unbelief, you know, that the people keep don't have, uh, what you say, um, they don't to worry things when they're talking and they can hurt others that you've got, you know, babes in the Lord. And so yeah, I, I the understand things that I was about mentioning about our beauty. Yeah. Yes. Uh, how we speak. What we say, yeah, that also God has to work with us and how we say things, you know, because we can hurt instead of mm-hmm. help it um, heal Tell somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's mm-hmm. at a different walk, at a different level, and we can't all expect everybody to be at our level. Um, right, they might surpass us in other levels, you know. And there's different mm-hmm. things that God does with everybody, but um, yes, um, this is our. Mm-hmm. Our chance to minister to people, to reach out mm-hmm. there and to help people, you know, to get them on the right path. Because yeah. if they don't, nobody's there to show them they can go into a wrong path and it could be really ugly for them and mm-hmm. for others. You know, um, I think, I think we can't be I judging. We don't know where they came yeah. from. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. Yes, I think that's the same thing I had talked to him about, you know, when you you have to be kind of like seasoned in some areas because of their faith and where, you know, they're full of doubt and fear and an unbelief. And, you know, and getting these ladies in the church, they're not all, you know, everybody, some has got different issues and different situations going on. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we just have to be centered and well-rounded in some areas to connect with certain people. And so I try to spend my energy more on positive things and building these people up, you know, because a lot of the people that I saw is a lot of men. And, you know, men is the backbone that they, they, God created them. Mm -hmm. And so they have to be taught. Yes. And they come from, I I worked Mm -hmm. as a, a case manager with children from different parts. And they come with different customs, different ways of treating people, and there's a lot of roughness there. And so we have to walk in love and show them Mm -hmm. that this is the way of God. This is not just man's way because you're in a different country. These are God's Mm -hmm. ways. And many of them them receive. They receive the things. And if Mm -hmm. we can get them when they're young, oh, my goodness, it's even better. When they're older, you know, they, they somebody that was caring enough to 
to uh, speak to them, to help them, uh, you know, we can make a difference in their lives, allowing God to show us how to minister to people. But if we don't allow God to minister to us and show us the things that are wrong about us, how are we going to go into somebody else's life when we don't have it right ourselves, you know? Um, A lot of times God changes us in certain areas, and he puts people that are needing that exact thing that Mm -hmm. we overcame, that he helped us to Mm -hmm. overcome. So, you know, the more we allow God to, to open our eyes and to be loving and to let his beauty in us be, uh, the more we're going to be able to show others how to go about doing that. That is true living. Amen. So, yes. Do you have anything else you want to pray about? There. Well, uh, like mm-hmm. you said, it, it do be some rough ones out there, and you just see the enemy and look at it, and you can tell if they're real or not, you know, and mm-hmm. I still, you know, still love them in a different way, you know, to let them know that Jesus is love. And he said, with yeah. uh, with my love and kindness, I'll draw all men unto thee. And so I meet a lot of, Amen. you know, all kinds. <laughs> like you said, I meet all kinds of cultures. So if I be lifted up, I will draw men unto me. And But we got to yes. lift them up. If mm-hmm. we don't lift them up, how are they going to see him? You know, how are they going to know if we we are we don't say anything? Wow, this is a new a new a new thing that that God is really doing. It's very different. We've never had this before, not in this uh, amount quantity of people. Um, this mm-hmm. is going to be something, huh? Um, but we, with God, we can do all things. Yes, ma'am. So, I appreciate you. Any, you. Anything else that you would like to say? Um, no, you did pretty much everything, and um, the Lord was, uh, as I woke up this morning praying, the Lord let me see my mother, you know, she passed away like in 2018, so I just pray that the Lord uh, continue to bring my family and all the family members back together, siblings, uh, because my mother was looking out of a big, big window, you know, like those picture frame ones, and I could see her smiling at me. And she had the most happy, beautiful smile I ever saw. And when I heard you talk about the happiness and the smiles, and uh, it just reminded me of me seeing my mother. So I just That's pray a that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes, ma'am. The cloud of witnesses looking from heaven uh, yeah, and yeah. cheering us on. Yes, and that's what she was doing. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Beautiful smile I ever saw oh, her with. Oh, my God. And I woke up just smiling, just thinking about how beautiful she is. And um, she's beautiful inside out, not just on the outside, but mm-hmm. inside and I just love that the way you were breaking it down and talking, you know. So, yes, ma'am. <laughs> so I want to pray All about right. my family. Your God family. put a nudge on them to speed them up. <laughs> yeah. Well, Father God, uh, we just lift up uh, Sister Barbara's family and everybody else's family on the line and uh, our PGN family, Father God. We ask you, Father God, that those that are not, that don't know you and that are not walking in your ways of righteousness. We pray, Father God, that you give them that thirst and that hunger 
so that they can be beautiful in you. Father God, touch their hearts. Bring them closer. Draw them, especially now, Father God. Put something on the news. Put something on the TV, on the radio. Something that someone says to make them realize, oh, my God, you really are coming soon. Help them, Father God. Shake them up and help them, Father God, to see that that you are truly coming. Give them that hunger. Give them that thirst for righteousness. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank, thank right. God for the good news. Good news, good news. Thank you. Good news. <laughs> Amen. All right. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful week. All right. Uh, checking every once in a while because I see that sometimes the numbers change. And I'm writing them down so that I can get to you. All right. Remember to dial one so that I can... Uh, that you want prayer ministry tonight and I'll place you into the queue. All right, 402214, your name and where you're from. Hi, Carmen. It's Sharon in New York. Thanks, honey. Yes. All right. Let me mute you and I'll get back to you. Father God, we thank you for sharing, Father God. Oh, I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. The steps of the righteous. I just see that, uh, yeah, there's like, I'm just going to say it the way I see, uh, I see it. Like you're walking, but you're having problems with one leg. And I see you, and I see you, see, I see Jesus cheering you on and saying, you can make it, you can make it. It's almost like you got to. You got to keep on moving like you're in a contest and there is a line and that line is where you, 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 the winning line and you want to give up, you want to give up, but God says, no, 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 keep on, keep on. And I see you almost like if you're dragging that leg, like, but you're, you keep on moving, you keep on moving. And so, Lord, I just thank you for sharing, Lord. I pray, Father God, that you continue to encourage her, Father God. And help her, give her the strength that she needs, that spirit, so that she can have that spiritual walk with you, Father God, walking in you, Lord. And that, uh, thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. And that I, I'm almost saying like you're walking in that, uh, passing that line. And that w- once you pass that line, that you're able to walk correctly. And it's almost like it's. It's not your physical body that I sense that this is all about. I sense that it may be your walk. And God is saying, keep on, keep on, keep on. And you're making it. The more you walk, the more you're changing. It's, the, it's what I'm seeing. So I thank you, Lord, for your encouragement to my sister. Lord, help her. Help her, Father God. Guide her, Father God. And show her that uh, not not to give up, not to give up, that you're with her that you don't leave her, that you don't forsake her, that you're always with her. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Hello, Sharon. Hi, honey. Hi. How are you? It's my left leg. (laughs) Oh, you pretty much the left leg? Yep. That's what I was seeing you. I was seeing you dragging it. Yep. Yep. That's exactly. I've seen you like in the. Yes, 
but don't give up because uh, I see Jesus cheering you on, and if you're like, there is a a, a place where you're you're gonna have that breakthrough. Oh, thank God. Just trust in the thank Lord. God. Yeah, my and girl, my granddaughters were teasing me tonight and making fun of me. Lose my leg. <laughs> Yeah. 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 You have to stretch it out in different ways, even when it it hurts. Um, I understand because I've had like a hip in the back, and and when I do stretch it out, and and it feels way better. Yeah, I have. It's uh, I have a lot of fluid in it for several years now. Okay. But you yeah. do your part of Jesus cheering you on. That's good. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, um, Jesus. Lord, bring that yeah, I mean, if you're seeing it, he's addressing it. That means he's going to heal it. Yeah, but you have great. to do your part, too. Yes, do your part. Right. Go to the doctor's. Do the exercises that they ask you to do. You know, you yeah. do your part. You know, yeah, all the we leave every, but, want to leave yeah. everything to God, and 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 no, He yeah. directs us, and we we go and do what He says to do. Right. I haven't been able to find any help from doctors, so that's why I'm really grateful. I've been to a lot no, of doctors. None of them know what's wrong, and. They don't know what to do, so they just ignore it. Well, your your trust is in the Lord, not in the doctors. Yeah. God allows them to, to provide for you, so you do what you're supposed right. to do. Keep listening to the Lord, Yeah, and you'll feel better and better. And, and take communion every day. You know, listen to Prophet Randy's uh, Thursday night show and, and take the communion. You know, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, What would you like us Um, to pray about, or is there anything you want to pray about? Um, Relationship. Yeah, I'm having relationship issues with my friend Kevin. You would Mm -hmm. pray about that. All right, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God, for relationships, for friendships, Father God. And we pray, Father God, that you would bring understanding, uh, you bring healing to misunderstanding. Yeah. Uh, we ask you, Father God, that you give uh, uh, Sharon the words, the right words, Father God, uh, as she speaks you, Father God, and she learns to speak the way that you want her to speak to others, Lord, to minister to the, the lives of other people, Lord, that she would minister to this friend and love, and the love of Jesus. And, Father God, that that, that um, when he listens to her, Father God, that he will not be, uh, that he will not be blocked in what he's hearing, that he will hear. Give him ears to hear in Jesus' name. And even if it's just a call of how are you doing or, you know, how, you, how are you, um, it doesn't have to be major but it's just the caring the words that come from the heart 
from the heart of God. So thank you, Lord. I pray, Father God, you give her that wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Sharon. Good, honey. Thank uh, you. I hope your week is good, and uh, thank you for calling. It's always good to hear you. Thank you for being there. All right. God bless. Right. God bless. Okay. Okay. Uh, my next caller, 251-342. Your name and where you're from. Coming. Coming. This is Latrice from Alabama. How are you? Good, good. Let me put you on mute, and I'll be right back. Thank you, Father, for Sister Latrice. Father God, we just thank you for her life. We thank you, Father. Father, we just thank you, Father God, because you're, uh, you're, you're giving her wisdom, take care of her body. Um, I sense the I, I hear the word uh, fatigue, fatigue, and Lord, we just thank you, Father God, for for uh, helping her to conquer that that fatigue, Father, through nutrition, Father God, through Yisavasho talabakare riyandaravakare vasho talabakare iravasho torabikiri niyandaramakare vasho torabishindaravakare. Yeah, it's like through nutrition and exercise. And we thank you, Father, for our sister, Father God, because she needs the the, the energy to care for other people, Father God. I just pray, Father God, that you give her that strength and energy. And, and Father God, that she would be able to, to study when she needs to study, that she needs to, to care for her body, Father God, self-care. Sometimes we give everything to everybody and we don't have self-care and it catches up it catches up and so i'm seeing that the lord is uh giving you that wisdom to to have know how to have self-care for yourself the things that you need to care about in your body so that your body will take care of you so that in turn you can help take care of others so we thank you, Father God, for the trees, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Touch her from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet. Uh, and I'm, I'm hearing hormones, you know, the hormones. Sometimes what we eat will affect our hormones. The things that we eat can affect our hormones and make us feel really tired. Um, and as women, we have to really take care of ourselves, um, sleep at the right time, eat at the right time, um, rest. Thank you, Lord. Hydrate. Self-care. There's something about the hormones, something about the hormones that is also playing into this. So I thank you, Father, for Sister Latrice. I thank you, Father God, for that healthy body. In Jesus' name, we call it forth in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in her. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 How are you? Oh, it is well. Lying down, but it's good. You're lying down. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you're you're trying to get, get rest. rest. 
Oh, I've been ready. Yes. <laughs> yes. Report, need rest. Amen. Yes, we have to take you care of ourselves. Say that again. I said you were on point. I don't get a lot of rest, uh, so I have to get it when I can. Mm, yes. Uh, that was it. Uh, yeah, try and work it mm-hmm. in. No doubt. Mm. And uh, I wanted to know if you could pray for uh, a friend of mine and uh, my children as well. Okay. And Lord, we just lift up this friend, Jesus' friend, Father God. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus for this this person that she's lifting up, Lord, for their their walk, Father God, that it will be just like their walk, their talk, Father God, that it will match up with their talk. Sometimes people say that they have the walk, but you don't see it, and it's because they don't have that that matching up with their with their their walk. They're not walking what they're talking. So I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. I just pray, Father God, for this person that you help them, Father God, to drive in closer to you and that their walk will be strong, that their their health will be strong, Father God, as well. So we thank you for them. And we ask you also for Latrice's children, Father God, if they're children, they're adults, they're, they're her grandchildren, Father God. Lord, we just pray that you draw their hearts to you, that you do something in their lives, there, something beautiful in their lives to draw them closer and closer to you, to make the reality that God is real, that Jesus is real, that Jesus needs to be um, respected in their lives. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray for those that are walking, Father God, to encourage those that are are not in the name of Jesus, Lord. I just see the legs, the legs walking. Some are walking, some are not. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, just, you know, just help them, Father God. Encourage them, Father God. Draw them close to you, Father God, with your love. Woo them to you, Lord. Woo them to you. And we thank you, Father, for uh, Sister Latrice to be the example, Father God, that she is to her children, Father God, that she would... Not even with words, that she would show them with actions the love of Jesus, that she continued to do that. And we thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, for that supernatural healing in their family, a touch in their hearts. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for their walk, their walk. I see the legs walking, walking, walking. So thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name for that. Amen and amen. Oh, is there anything else that you want to uh, prayer for or something you want to say? Uh, that, that should cover it. Uh, that that should do it. Uh, maybe testimonies forthcoming one day. Yes, yes. They're coming. You just keep on praying. They they do. Oh, uh, no doubt. Yeah, we're seeing results of some of that of the things that we've been praying and um, we've been seeing and hearing testimonies of things that God is doing, the same things that we've been asking, those are the things that are happening. So keep trusting oh, yeah. the Lord, keep praying, don't stop, don't stop, don't keep, don't no stop doubt. praying. Yeah, no doubt. That, 
Yeah, you don't want it to stop. <laughs> God's hands got to keep on moving. Keep on moving, Lord. Mm-hmm. Keep on touching. Amen. <laughs> Amen. All right, Carmen, All right. I do thank you, and I'll talk with you later. Good night. All right, God bless. Good night. All right. Uh, I have other callers, but um, nobody's raising their hands, so... Um, you can dial one, and uh, that places you in the queue. Uh, yeah, there's other callers online, and I can't pick your hands if you're not raising your hand. So um, I'll play this song, and then I'll come back to you if you want ministry tonight. So thank you, Lord. Amen. So here we go. Thank you. 
Go to four 
888-404-453. Your name and where you're from. Hi, Carmen. This is Madeline from Atlanta. Oh, hello, sis. How are you? Uh, let me let me pray for you before anything. All right. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. You know, I, I'm seeing you like dressed like a, a soldier. I'm seeing you dressed like a soldier, and you're like almost like if you were giving training, training like a boot camp. To others, uh, you're, you're training, you're training others, you're training others, uh, training for reigning. And I, I don't know what that, but I see you in a, in a, in a military uniform, like you're teaching, you're teaching, you're teaching the ways of the Lord. So I thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for teaching, for the teaching of the ways of the Lord. And so, you know, you're you're <laughs> you're you're giving boot camp. You're giving you're, you're you're taking new people that are learning the ways of the Lord. And so, um, it's not easy. It's not easy for them, and it's not easy for you. But I, I see that you know there's some instruction there. I don't know if God's going to put you in a position to to teach something. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, but I see you dressed in a military uniform. So I thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, for the things you're you're putting in the hands of my sister to reach out to others, to, to train others in your kingdom. Help her and guide her and lead her and give her that, that wisdom that she needs, Father God, to, to give the people that you give her. Father God, to, to show them the ways of righteousness. So we thank you for that in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for those that are teaching in the body of Christ. So we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. That's all I'm getting. All right. Hey, Miss, sis. Hey, how are you? <laughs> good. That's good. And you? I haven't talked to you. How's everything? <laughs> It's good. It's exactly on point what you were just saying. Um, I've been meeting new people, and I, I was invited to teach um, uh, some three weeks, wait, three days ago. So really? I was just getting back into town. But, um, but I've been telling uh, people and young people and old uh, the ways of the Lord, and um, I had a young lady that was a patient of mine, and she has a cleaning, she has a little business, and the Lord told me to call her and to do some things at my house, and so he said, call her now, so she she was on the way from another job, and she said, I'll come through just to do an estimate and I said okay and so she brought her partner to do the the work that need to be done and when they came into the house we stood in the foreway of my house for at least an hour uh, talking about the Lord and and the young man he said 
and he kept talking about energy and seeing and and the Lord was showing me that he was a believer, but the Lord had me tell him that God is married to a backslider. I said, you know, he was just showing me stuff, and the young man began to confess. He said, I was in the church. He said, God was showing me supernatural stuff. And he said, it was just too much for me. He said, because of what was coming back to him of telling people and healing and all of that. And I told him, I said, well, you can't get away. I said, God is doing a new thing. And um, according to Romans 8, about walking in the spirit, not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And it also talks about the difference of people's heart that's toward God. And although people say God and know God, but they don't have his heart, you know, and, and Romans eight explains all that so clearly. So I was able to talk to them about that. And the young lady was in a um, relationship that in partner and, and that and the Lord had me to, you know, minister to her in love about that's not the way. And she was just so grateful, both of them. And I said, Well, now I got two children. I said, Join the group, <laughs> join the crowd. And so wow. they just was blown away and and you're right, it was exactly like that, trained them up in the way they should go. And when they're older they you know They'll come back, you know, um, but this what was going on and this is happening to the generations. I was telling them, well, they take in the Bible out of everything now and now mm-hmm. they they want you to look on the phone and it's not studying and it's not checking things out. It's just going on and and they were just so grateful and I was so grateful to God that time in my life that um, you could be heard. It's, it's not time for me to be held back or sat down or is it, I have a heart for God and his people because he's coming back, but it's sad that um, nobody's fighting and standing for the truth because mm-hmm. these young folks don't know anything about this of the faith and so he kept talking about energy and this but when he left he was lifting his hands and he said oh god i thank you he said this is crazy he said but i'm so glad (laughs) wow yeah he felt it he felt it he sensed it and and, yeah and sending them to you because you're you're going to be more than um, ministering to them. You're going to be part of them, teaching them, yes. guiding them. And there's going to be a time yes. where you let go. You let yes. go. But for yes. some reason, I, I saw you like dressed as a soldier, and it was like <laughs> you were a soldier giving other soldiers a boot camp, you know, like training them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what's been going on. And, uh, and 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 things been breaking out, of, you know, in deliverance and stuff. And God has just Whoa. been amazing. <laughs> like, wow! And that okay. a lot of that has to be, yeah, because when they come, you know, 
and they don't know much of the things of God, a lot of that has to be, they have to be set free in order to, for them to get to a point where they can walk for themselves. So, wow, wow, you know, and we don't yeah. see that much in the, in the churches, you know, around a lot of that has, like the churches have, you know, left that in the mm-hmm. back burner for some reason, and that has to come back. Yeah. Um, we need to do that, yeah. help people because they get stuck. They do. They really do. And one lady, she, um, where I was teaching it, she came, young woman, she came and um, I noticed her bag and I knew the, from Africa and I was able to identify it because I've been Africa and ministered and I've been waiting to go back and to help. And so, um, so anyway, the Lord, uh, my teaching and so I was talking to her and she says um, can can I call you and no I said you can call me you know I'll call I'll talk to you and she said you'll call me and I said yeah I said but when I um, get to the hotel and then I had someone with me and she was a young woman too struggling um, and so um, I was doing two things at one time. She was having a moment, and I said, you just go right there in the bathroom and just let the Lord, you know, remove all that anxiety, all that um, confusion, all the family. Because I looked at her, and I said, you all right? And she was crying, and she said, I miss my mom. And so we talked oh, wow. about some things, and I held her tight, and Aww. I said, well, your mom's not here. She's, you know, with the Lord, I said, but God gives us our desires of heart. I'm here. I'm, I'm mom, you know. And so mm-hmm. there was just some other things, and I said, yeah, okay, you go on, and, and you just be in that bathroom and tell him everything. Let him just wash you. And um, and I already prayed and commanded the spirits, you got to go. And so then I called the, the woman, and she said, oh, my gosh, you called me, you called me. And so the Lord started revealing her hurts, her pains, and um, it's just been amazing. And so I gained some daughters and sons, and, and, the, uh, and it, it was just well, it was just rewarding for me to that they can acknowledge Jesus, and that's my greatest um, reward to seeing people's lives change right before you. Because when Jesus mm. is in the midst, healing, deliverance, whatever we are in need of, it happens right there. And mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. see that, to experience that, they were set free and. They were just excited, and I was happy for them. And I said, Lord, just do it again in in our lives, coming back to you and acknowledging you, what what you've done for all of us and how you pleaded and how God loved us so much. So I'm I'm just saying get back to him. Come back to your first love. and that's what I'm seeing because there's so much people are trading off and they don't have a clue, especially the young people. 
but they're hungry for it, you know, and then they go back and tell their friends. And um, we just, Mm -hmm. you know, we just have to be open and ready and not in a hurry or disappointed. Mm. I mean, I, I, (laughs) that right there was exactly what Mm -hmm. was happening, Carmen. (laughs) Taking time. You know, as you were talking, I sense like maybe somebody that may be listening may be feeling afraid of that deliverance thing and oh, because yeah, they, yeah. they don't understand it. I don't know who you are, but it's not something to be feared. It is something really okay. good because once you're delivered, you're free and you sense it that you're free. And and it's not a one-time thing. It's an ongoing thing. We're set yes, free in different yeah. ways. You know, sometimes it's violent because the enemy doesn't want to let go. They don't want to let go of you. And so sometimes people get involved in things that might not make them free, that might put them in bondage, the things that they Amen. get involved with, the people yes. they get involved with, the, the activities they get involved with that give the enemy an illegal right, a legal ground to attack you and to hold you in bondage. It's not that you may be a a believer, but the enemy may think that he has that right. And so sometimes we need a little help from others that that know about deliverance. And and we, we need that. Sometimes we get delivered by ourselves, but, uh, but there's some things that are heavy duty and that needs to be, that's um, we need that help to be set free because we don't see it. And then the enemy will keep us deceived and make us think that it's us, you know. And and so I, I've seen um, demons even saying, but no, but she's mine. And they yeah. actually believe yeah. that you're theirs. They're, you're theirs. Yeah. And they're not. You're not yeah. theirs. They're your God. You know, when you give your heart to God, truly give your heart to God, not not in a religious way, because there's many people right. that think that they're born again and they're really not. But uh, but um, you may have find yourself struggling, and uh, mm-hmm. whoever that's for, you know, come come and God, you will be set free. That He said that He came to set the captives free. And it may look, you know, rough, and it may be a little rough at times, you know, depending on what you've gotten in yourself involved with. Um, the enemy Amen. sometimes wants to give a fight, but we don't. Amen. We know who wins. We know who wins. Uh, and so, but there's no fear. So don't fear these things, and allow yourself to be set free. You know, come and and let yourself be set free. Um, move into that. That's and good. I don't care if you've been in ministry for many years. Um, Amen. You need to be set free. Um, you know, I'm always. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, I know love right? when people get set free, or oh, when I get set free, even more. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's the truth. It's it's yeah. it's actually the children's bread. You know, um, for yeah. God's people, it's his it's the bread. It. He set you free from the torments of mind and, like you said, a trauma or generational stuff. The Lord so wise and 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 loves us so that um, this word of of uh, knowledge is is and you get it and understand it. That's deliverance as well. But um, mm-hmm. the funniest exactly. thing is 
when I was introduced to it, I tell you, I didn't believe that stuff. And the people that came to the church and they were talking about demons, this and that. And honestly, as a believer and saved, I was, I was hearing in my head, and I spoke out. I said, who are they? I mean, it wasn't me. It was what I was saying. And, <laughs> um, and so it's so important about uh, teaching. And so the Lord has been, um, all these years, he gave me a deliverance uh, for women as I've had deliverance and I still get deliverance and um, because of generational curses things you come a part of but it just get better and better and like you said we will always be you know before the Lord and deliverance until we are home with him but this is what's mm-hmm. in the future this is what's coming this is why the television is always showing perversion or if you look you see more uh, walking of the dead and the decapitation and cannibalism and now it's spells and stuff because the dark side is recruiting uh, people that are just about you know midway you know it strikes in Mm -hmm. You know, just in the middle, you know, not on either side. And so, um, enemy, if but they it originated do, somewhere. And, and yeah. Prophet Randy has yeah. been talking about this stuff yeah. um, way back about the root, the, that it's not on the top. You can set a yeah, person free yeah, from yeah, this yeah. and that. You got to know, yeah. and people that do deliverance, they pay a price. They pay a price to set people free, too, because oh, they yeah. have to. <laughs> Spend time with yes. the Lord and hear from the Lord and, you know, yes. wanting to, to set people free. This is time-consuming, too, to help other people. So when the Holy Spirit helps you to target it, it's usually in yeah. the root. When you, okay. you take a plant and you want to kill something that's a weed, you got to yes. go to the root to of the it. Root. Yes. Uh-huh. And that's lately excellent. he's been talking about the spirit of judgment, the, the bitter, bitter yes. root of judgment. Where where yeah. people will judge other people or or like for instance this young man he was judging the church, and so we don't yes. realize that when we judge other people, we have yes. that that seed that reproduces other other things. It defiles us and it defiles others. It, I mean everybody else that's around us. So when we we realize that we're judging and that we're the ones that need to ask God for forgiveness and not point the finger, but realize that there's something wrong with the way we're seeing things. It may be true that the other person may have been bad, but we have to release people and ask God for forgiveness for judging. And when you do that, you start getting free. And it's not, sometimes it's not a one-time thing. It it may go in levels, in layers. It's like the Funny that you have one layer, yes. the other layer to, to the, you know, but you get to the root. And sometimes some demons are really, you know, tricky because they, they hold on to each other. And so like this last Thursday, Prophet Randy was talking and ministering, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit stepped in 
and and mm-hmm. continue to he was being set free. He didn't I don't know if he realized it or not, but God was setting him free. He was yeah. talking about yeah. something yeah. that he was judging and he was almost to the point of tears. So even while yeah. we're being used, we we are also being set free. Isn't Amen. That wonderful? <laughs> Amen. That so, is so good because God's gonna use you. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying it's it's deep, but it's wide and it's good because when you're set free, you have understanding. You're clear. You could pay attention, but um, they when the young man was saying, he kept saying. Yeah, the energy that I feel, uh, I said, well, I understand what you're trying to say, but I rebuked it. And I said, the Holy Ghost is a person. And uh, you, since you know it's him, don't name him anything. Don't even say something told me. Identify. Um, And so we just went on there and he was just like, Wow, I feel better. He said, but he said, oh, wow, I got to. But I was seeing other stuff that he had gotten into and evolved in. But I said, if you just repent right now and just turn, I said, because you've seen the Lord and God is calling his sons, you know, to to come in line and lead the family, lead the nation, and the women and the men, we all come in order because that's how God put it in order. But if it's nonchalant of what's going on and the future of the generation will be lacking this what we know and not fighting for and standing for it and um, not being passive, so they've been coming in. The Lord, you know, been telling me to prepare the house. And I don't know all um, what mm-hmm. he has, but, yeah, <laughs> I said, I'm going out and get them, you know, like. But they've been coming, and it just come, and it just, oh, I'm just thankful to the Lord. Yes, um, he finds nothing in you. And so studying the word and being before God and and just mm-hmm. giving him our time, you know, and stop taking yeah. things granted because he's doing stuff in my life. As you know, as we speak, and the and the weakness I have, he will make strong because when he flows through you, it has to flow through you um, because it heals and delivers other people as well. Even for ourselves, we come into understanding. So I was I was just so thankful for these these kids, you know, um, and they were just so happy and they want more. So yeah, so you were right on point. <laughs> that's, that's what I've been doing the last five days. <laughs> so boot camp, boot camp. <laughs> well. Let me pray for you, Father, in the name of Jesus. We just thank you for Madeline and Father God and her desire to set the captives free. And we thank you, Father God, for the the wisdom that you're giving her, Father God. I pray that you give her more and more, Father God, that you would protect her, that you would guide her, you would lead her, Father God, to know exactly 
where the root problem is in, in the other yes. people that she ministers, Father God, that she'll get to the source of the problem, Father God, so that yes. everything else dies off, that she doesn't have to go from here to here to here to here to finally get to the root of the problem. So, Lord, we just ask you, Father God, to touch her, help her to cut it from the root in the name of Jesus, that she would know how to name it and get it out in Jesus' name. And and thank you, Lord, for the people that she's ministering to. Touch their lives, Father God, in a special way. Set them free, Father God. Help them, Father God, to see the lies that the enemy has put on them. And, Father God, help them to, to believe just the way that they believed in the enemy. And, Father God, that they'll believe even more the things that God yes, has set Lord. for them because yes. he has good yes, plans Lord. to prosper them, to give them good things, Father God. So I ask you, yes. Father God, that you would let them see, that you would touch their minds, that you would touch their lives, that you would protect yes, them Lord. while they're growing in you, in Jesus' name. In amen Jesus and amen. Name. amen. amen. Thank, you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Thank Carmen. You. I love you and God bless you. Bridal time and Randy and the and everyone that uh, we're standing, you know, to do the work of the ministry and loving our Lord and the people. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, all right, uh, soldier. <laughs> Go yeah, ahead right. and get them. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Sure will. Go ahead and get them. I'm all right. Well, Love God you, bless. You have a wonderful God bless. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. You let me, all right, there we go. All right, that's, I love that. All right, uh, I have 251-229, your name and where you're from. 251-229. Hello, 251-229, your name and where you're from. Hi, Prophetess Coleman. Hello. Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Sarah from Alabama. All right, let me pray for you. Hold on. Thank you, Father. Father, thank you, Jesus. I hear the peace that passes all understanding will guard your way. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the peace, the peace that you're giving her and the understanding that you're giving her. That's what's bringing her peace, Father God, that she's understanding the ways, your ways, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for this time of peace. Don't let the enemy steal your peace because God, what God has given to you, don't let the enemy take from you is what I'm hearing. So I thank you, Lord, for that peace that you're giving Sarah. Thank you, Father God, for her walk and her talk are lining up with you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for the beauty, the beauty that's coming out of my sister. For the walk of righteousness in Jesus. And Lord, I just lift up her daughter, Father God. I pray that you give her the strength in, the, in her schoolwork and that she would have the, uh, the, the right, that she would be able to manage her time wisely, Father God, that she would know how to uh, divide her time, but 
to put you first, to always put you first. And I thank you, Lord, for the, the good time management that you're giving her in Jesus' name by putting you first in Jesus' name. So I thank you, Father. I just think, you know, a time of peace, a peace, a time of peace. And don't think that the enemy won't try to steal it, but he will try. But don't don't release your peace because it's given from the Lord and you know it. So we thank you, Lord, for this peace, the peace that passes all understanding. So I don't know what that's all about, but I thank you, Lord, for her. And I pray that you be with her and guide her in Jesus' name. Amen. Sarah from Alabama. Hello. How are you? <laughs> How are I'm you? Blessed. I'm so blessed. How are you doing, Prophetess Carmen? I'm doing well. So how are the kids doing? Are you working already or no? Uh, yeah, I am. And uh, everybody's doing good, especially like with the infants and things. But um, oh, you got a baby! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I took a little break for a while, but uh, I'm the because um, I was telling you um, I was having a problem with not really a problem. It was having a choice between the two jobs, and so mm-hmm. <laughs> that became okay. Come this way, and then they would call. Come this way, and they would call. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Like which one? Which one do you want to do? So um, that's I don't good. know. You're following the ways of the Lord in your decision making, yeah. and that's what I was talking about earlier in the with the beauty. You know, that's part of it. But when we seek the Lord and and make decisions following Him, that's what makes us beautiful before the Lord because it's coming from within, and we want to do what's right from from um, the life in the Lord, you know, the uh, walking in righteousness, you want to do what's right, not in your eyes, but in the eyes of God. And that's part of it too. That's part of it. That's probably why I'm sensing there is peace because you're seeing the hand of God when you're following him. So uh, tell me what's going on. What else is going on with the babies? Well, uh, it's, yeah, it's a blessing because children are a blessing from the Lord, and and uh, and that and and what you were just saying, he and that he gave you prophetically to say, is that um, it is a blessing. You know, it is a blessing because they can feel even in the infant stage, we can feel the love coming from mommy or uh, anybody that's doing the uh, the care of the child. They can feel that love of God coming from them. Mm-hmm. From from you to them, and so um, I'm I'm so glad, uh, Prophetess Carmen, for you and the Lord using you because at one point I was like, okay, maybe I can do both of the jobs, and then you know, no, we have to step out and do what the Lord says is wise for us to do. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And sometimes <laughs> you know, as you you step out and what you've heard, that's that's what pleases him. She's like, ah, oh, yeah, she got it. She got it. <laughs> she got it. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so fun. It's different in the daycare because you can touch them and hug them. You know, once they start going to school, the teachers are, like, really reluctant to touch these kids or hug them. They're, they're really stopping um, teachers from 
having that contact that they used to have before with the kids because of all the crazy stuff that's happened. But, um, you know, but at least still in, in, you know, where the infants are, it's different. You know, they need that contact. They need to be touched. They need to be, you know, held. And you still have that fun part about it. It's so wonderful when you, you're with little ones. It's, it's just so much joy. Even with a puppy, you know, when you, you touch a puppy and they, oh, they just suck up all the love. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> uh, we don't have any babies here. So, you know, I'm kind of missing that. I like that. I like being around the babies and the little ones and because they say the funniest things and they, they're so curious. Everything is so new to them. And the way that they look at the world, it's like, wow. I wonder how I was when I was like that when I was little. <laughs> They're so cute. They're so cute. Yeah, I want I want little ones, but you know, my son can wait. My son can wait. <laughs> he needs a little more maturing. <laughs> we'll have fun later with that. But um, oh, praise the Lord. Um, so, uh, how's your daughter doing? Well, I was going to bring her up next. She's doing good. Um, and the way she's okay. spending her time, like, uh, going forth, uh, you know, with her. I, and I always pray for her that the Lord just keeps her, or brings her more closer into the fold of him. And then with her studying, uh-huh. she's, uh, she was she has everything highlighted. And I said, what, what how do you, you know, but what she does is color coding. So it's like. Say if you're studying the veins, okay, you're going to do it red, you know, or if you're studying the arteries, you're going to just highlight it in blue so you can kind of get where okay. they're going throughout the body. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> thank the Lord. Oh, <laughs> Cause I'm, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fun. I love uh, learning about the body. Uh, I've always been interested in all that stuff. I'm it's very interesting, very interesting. Now I'm looking into the brain, you know, because Prophet Randy has us, you know, on the topic of the brain. So anything that I can learn about that, I mean, it, I mean, it it does affect your thinking too, you know, the way that we eat affects our our brain, what we how we take care of ourselves. So um, yeah. Uh, so is there anything you would like to say or? Well, you know, when my mother was living, she would always tell me to eat, you know, because she would give me the vitamins list, you know, and she Mm -hmm. knew in her heart that one day, you know, the Lord's going to, everybody's got, you know, a time and everything, but, uh, and the Lord has, uh, you know, a time for all of us, but she kind of like, I think, kind of like knew and she gave me a vitamin list. And then she said, did you know mushrooms were good for your brain? That when you eat yes, mushrooms, they help. They're good. And for inflammation. For inflammation also. It has vitamin D. Yeah. For inflammation in the body. It has vitamin D. Mm. High source of vitamin D. Mm-hmm. And we can get vitamin D by, by stepping 15 minutes outside every day um, and taking some sun. But if you have to work in an office where people are, you know, not near windows and things like that, um, having mushrooms, uh, going, you know, um, having a light source. That's why when you don't have a lot of light source, you get depressed. And people don't know why they're 
hormones are acting all crazy because they're not getting the proper vitamins and and uh, vitamin D is a big one. Even in Alaska, people get um, there's seasons where where it's dark and then there's a lot of daytime. Um, I don't know how you call that, but there's a lot of depression there. So they have lamps. They have lamps where people can put them up on their near their face and they can get some light. Uh, some light. Some light. You could put a plant under light and it'll continue growing. You know, without sunlight, you see that in offices where people have these uh, water plants, and they keep growing because there's that fluorescent light in the in the offices. So, but um, one thing that I did learn is that people that work um, night shifts, like um, in places like uh, water companies where there there's not a lot of light, um, their their companies supply them with vitamin D because they don't have a lot of sunlight. Their shifts are, are night shifts. And so that's part of their, uh, they realize that it affects them. You get depression, you get a whole bunch of things. It messes with your bones. Uh, it messes with a lot of stuff when you don't have your vitamin D. And vitamin D is important to keep cancer away. So, um, yeah, yeah, I've met people that have been from their companies given vitamin D. But too much of it can make you dizzy. So you have to know what amounts you're supposed to be taking. Don't just take whatever you think. Uh, as you go to, you get older, you need more. And so you need to ask your doctor what your levels are in order you just don't go taking vitamins for the heck of taking them and, you know, uh, exploring with yourself because you can hurt yourself. This one man was taking too much and um, he ended up getting dizzy. And it was that, that he was, well, he says, well, if one is good, then more than one could be better. But no, <laughs> you can't do that. And vitamin A is another one that we have to be real careful with. Um, when I was in school, I did a study on that. Um, uh, and I found out that there were studies of um, men that had been taking too many um, to higher levels of vitamin A, and it was actually hurting their bones. I think they were becoming more porous or something like that. And um, mm -hmm. this, I think this years ago in England that they had done that study, and that's how they found out that there's certain levels. The daily recommended um, uh, amount is what you should take. You shouldn't be taking more than that. Some people just load up on a whole bunch of vitamins, and you can hurt yourself just like if it was medicine. Medicines, a lot of them come from plant-based, plant but they're just made stronger. And so... We have to be real careful and the combinations of foods that we, because we can make certain medications a lot more potent and it can start messing with your brain and you'll be thinking things that are not, that, that are not there. You'll be seeing hallucinating. Some kids may be given medication for attention deficit disorder and they can end up having hallucinations or they can start losing weight. Another one may gain too much weight. So everybody's, bodies is different, so we have to be real careful what we put in our bodies. I recommend that you take it with your food, and the fresher your food is, and lots of colors, and whatever's in season, that's what you should be taking. You know, if it's growing in that season, that's because you, you need to eat it in that season. If pumpkins are, are out at, uh, in the month of October, well, that's because you need to be eating them around that time of year. 
And so not always eating the same foods, um, having variety because you can have different minerals and vitamins. You need different things. And so um, whatever is on sale is what I see and I'll get, you know, that's in season. Because usually if it's on sale, it's because it's in season and there's an abundance of it. So uh, the more the color of the rainbows, the better it is for you. You're, you have, that's why God put all that. There's different reasons for it. Like the kidney beans help your kidneys. That's why they're shaped that way. So mm. um, yeah, vitamin D. Vitamin D, they they put vitamin D in the vi- in the milk. They have vitamin D in the milk um, also, so um, they they add that to it. Um, and even the cereals, you see them enriching it with vitamins. But it's better to get it from your food because it's more bioidentical for your body to digest it than you know artificial stuff. And a lot of the the vitamins you have to be careful because they're not they're not all plant based. There are a lot of them are artificial. They're not natural like your foods are. It's better to get it through your food and eating right. And you know things fried foods. I love fried stuff. You know I love meats and things like that. But it does you know you need a variety of different things. Uh, a lot of leafy green because it has a lot of magnesium. Magnesium helps you to calm down. Magnesium helps your muscles to to be more relaxed. Um, they have products out there called Calm, and it's magnesium. You have uh, Epsom salt, that's magnesium. Um, and that's why it calms your muscles when you put it in water and you uh, sit in a, a bath and you're relaxed. So uh, magnesium is good. Um, uh, it also helps with uh, your your feet when you have, some people have like a fungal uh, on their nail or a fungus in their feet and they just rinse out with uh, some Epsom salt or vinegar. It makes your feet softer and it kills whatever it is that you have on your feet. And so you, you help that out and it helps. You keep on doing it. But it's not a one-time thing. It's a, You have to do it over and over and over and over daily. For it to work, just like medicine. So there's many things. Food cures. You you can have your food cure things in you. Um, there's foods that that'll hurt you because you know um, uh, as we get older, we can't digest things as as well as when we were younger. And so a lot of women will have hormone issues, and it's the foods that they're eating. And, and there's a lack of balance. So, you know, it, it's all together. The foods we we eat, the things that we drink, uh, the vitamins, we have to supplement because our soil is depleted. But um, probiotics, prebiotics, uh, midbiotics, uh, they have different probiotics for you so that um, your body will help you. I know I feel really good. I, I was sometimes, you know, you don't have the money to buy these things. And then when you do have it and you start using it, you're like, ah, your body says, oh, it feels so good. It feels good. You notice it right away. You notice the energy that you get. And sleeping well um, at the same time every day, getting up early, you get more done. Every day you put your body to, to rest get up every day at the same time. Although some people can't do that because of depending on their job. But as far as you can do it, it's good to do it. 
get to bed early, get to bed, and get up early. Um, go up with the, go down with the sun and wake up with the sun. <laughs> like I always say, but, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Vitamin D, vitamin D is really important. Some people have really, uh, gotten help with vitamin D to help prevent cancers, but there are certain levels that you have to take for that because some people don't realize that they're really below their vitamin D, um, level. And even young people are are lacking it because of the places they work. They don't get to have sunshine. They have customer service jobs that are stuck in buildings, and they're in in these uh, buildings and no sunshine. And so, when they by the time they get out, it's it's nighttime. So we need vitamin D. We need to get out there and get some sunshine. Not, you know, and also protect ourselves. Um, but also they say when you wear glasses, sunglasses, it blocks uh, the vitamin D going into your, your body, through your eyes, I guess. I don't know. It does something. But, um, yeah, get, get some sunshine. Um, get it in your food. Mushrooms, like you said, vitamin D. Is there anything else you wanted to say? Well, um, I'm really thankful for the information because we need it on a daily basis um, and to be reminded of it because of the fact that uh, with our health, especially when you get uh, older, it's like it just the food, when you consume the food, you want to make sure it's the right time because um, I don't know, your body slows down with going to sleep. You know, it's got to be at a correct time. Um, because sometimes, I don't know, maybe some pl- some people uh, would get sleep apnea when they um, get older. Mm-hmm. I, I would hear mm-hmm. one lady in the office, the doctor's office, she says, oh, I'm getting older now and I've got, I've got to find something for sleep. So we were, they were talking about calm and they were talking about, uh, what was the other one? But that's, that's way uh, different. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, to to get to sleep is one thing, but sleep apnea, you need a machine. You really need it because you're snoring and you're, there's some flops inside of your throat that relax at night that don't let you get air. And if you're suffocating at night and after a certain part of time of, of your sleep, you go into that deep sleep, you start going, you're hearing the, and it's your body trying to get air. And so the sleep apnea machine, they do studies, and they put these uh, wires on your head. Uh, in one night, they, they do that, and then they can tell the levels and how many times you've had a lack of, of, of air. And so they know how high or how low to put the machinery to blow air in. So when it detects that you're not breathing, it pushes air out. And sometimes it's very forceful, and sometimes it's 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 softer. It all depends on how bad you have it, and it way kind of uh, helps you to to for your body to realize that it needs to 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 breathe. It's almost like a infant death syndrome, you know, like with the babies that they stop breathing. There's some people that stop breathing, and there's some people that it's just uh that flap that stops it. So they, it could be two different things. One, that you're not breathing. Apnea means lack of air. So 
you can stop you could either have one or you can have both problems you can have the lack of air and you can have like that flap getting weak once you get into your deep sleep and so some people have it light some people have it heavier and if over a period of time if you don't get that corrected what you're doing is making your body struggle more while you're sleeping and your heart can enlarge over time and they've there has been people that have used a sleep apnea machine to the point where after so many years after eight years their heart has gone back to their normal size when at one time it was it's a muscle it, anything that with muscles if you overuse the muscles it starts building being built up and you get muscles with it and the same thing happens with your heart and so um all you have to do is go to your doctor, get a referral to go to a, a sleep doctor, a sleep apnea doctor, and they test you overnight. They make you sleep over in a place that looks like a hotel, and mm-hmm. they put wires over you. They measure your stuff, and uh, then they ask you to come back, and then they set you up to get your machine, and you have to get supplies and, and things like that. At first, it's uncomfortable for some people to get adjusted to it because of their head, the shape of the of the sleep apnea, uh, the not the sleep apnea of the mask. Um, they have to go through a period of of seeking which mask is best for them because it's not oh you know not everything is comfortable for everybody and some people don't want anything on their neck so they have different types of of masks that they give, you know, that they try out. But some people are so impatient that they give up. They give up on on uh, seeking help, and they don't go back to the doctor and ask the doctor for help. They don't ask the doctor to, okay, well, this is not working well. What can you do? Maybe you need to lose weight. Maybe you need to uh, change the mask. Maybe you need to, you know, there's different things that you have to keep on going back to the doctor. Sometimes people want a quick fix with doctors and that's not the whole thing you need to keep on going until you get a solution and when they see that after a certain period okay well let's do this exam well let's do this other exam we've already tried all this let's go and do this and so if you give up you're not going to know you have to start from scratch all over again Um, so you have to keep on going to your doctors to know okay they got to get to know and not wait for so long either because they forget what they're paid, they have so many patients, they don't know what everybody has, and they can't remember everything from just looking at you. So um, it's good to go. Keep on going until you finally get the right mask at the right level. Uh, maybe it's pushing too much air, and then some people get um, too much air going into them, and they get gassy, and um, they burp a lot, and it's because they have too much air going into them. So they may... They may uh, control that and fix that and then until finally everything's perfect but gaining weight can change that and losing weight can also change that so you got to be constantly going to the doctors and and uh you know when there's changes in your body to get different measurements in the, in the blowing of the machinery and it does help it helps soldiers um, even in in battlefields, they have battery operated sleep apnea machines, and they can take oh. them there. Yeah, uh, some business people they travel and they take their battery operated ones, and there's different ones. There's as 
people get older, there's some machines that are even um, hooked up with oxygen uh, machines inside the, of the sleep apnea machine. So it's like giving you air and giving you oxygen at the same time. There's different things for different people. So, uh, yeah, that is a big deal. That can be a lifesaver, a real big lifesaver. You fall asleep when you don't have a good sleep. You can fall asleep driving and not even remember how you got there. <laughs> so, you know, you can have an accident because you fell asleep. You could, yeah, you can fall asleep anywhere. You know, you see these people going to the theater and they're, and they're sleeping. They may have a sleep apnea problem. You know, um, mm. they're falling asleep all the time. It, it can't. You're you're risking your life. It's go, it's hurting you. It's a slow, a slow, um, a slow death. So you need to get whoever is having that problem. Men, women, ch- even children. Some children have it, um, and it's good to get them checked. Sometimes parents think that their kids have uh, ADD, and it's not attention deficit disorder. It's they they may have a problem sleeping. So it's good to take them to to a doctor to get that checked out. But that's a dangerous thing. And I know that because my dad had an aunt and she died from a big heart. She had sleep apnea. And back in those days, they didn't have any of the things that they have now, machines and things like that where they can, you know, sleep with. They didn't have anything. So, you know, she was a sweet lady. She was always drinking coffee, always drinking coffee. And it was because she was not able to sleep. And then when she was awake, she wasn't able to stay awake. So, yeah, sleep apnea. <laughs> You're pulling things out of me tonight. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, um, so everything's going good? Uh, yes, everything's going good. Um, well, I guess Leah's next step is to... Um, to get prayer for tonight is to um, she's okay. going to be going back in, out into the you know workforce as far as uh, in the medical assistant field and then uh, in the fall she's going to pick pick back up her nursing uh, courses okay. so I'm just praying tonight that the Lord leads her to uh, a job that she can you know do well on and still be able to serve him the first and foremost um, yeah. as well yeah. And that's the first one. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Oh, and then, um, and then I was considered moving, uh, which takes a while, but that won't be until probably the middle of the summer, if the Lord says, you know, I'm just kind of watching him, not watching him, but letting him lead in God and direct as far Mm -hmm. as if I should move, you know, or stay, you know. So and, and out of the house that is. Okay, to a new uh, another house. Yes, something a little bit more okay. smaller, but I don't know. So many memories here, um, you know, because it was always my mother and I and Leah, and you know, it's like a family house now because it's I don't know. It's just sometimes it's hard, you know, because I still miss her very much. So. But uh, this one is, is so it's, it's just Leah and I, so it's like it's a four, four to five bedroom. This one that I'm in, and I just want something smaller. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just whatever the Lord says, 
and speaks to me about, then I'll just follow his lead is that, instead of that, mine. That you want to move or that you need to move? Well, it needs some repairs, and I can, you know, I can pretty much go in on it, but um, it's like something in me wants me to move. That's why I was like, I want to pray about it, because I don't want to get out and say, well, I just went on my own intuition and just went ahead and did it. You know, I just, you know, it's, it's like I wanted to at first, just to downsize with the room sizing and kind of have my own. But then I'm like, well, maybe maybe uh, you just need to uh, paint it, give it another color and a different look, and that might also help you to make the home your home. And then once you do that, because you still have to paint it when you're selling it, um, um, and just do a a change and then, you know, make it more spacey, you know, uh, by getting rid of things and making it your your home. Um, And maybe that will help you to decide later on if really it's the memories that are really getting to you and, you know, if it's something that is um, a good thing to do, to move. But, um, you know, once you do it, you can't go back. (laughs) So it's better to uh, make the changes, little changes while you're living in it and, and see how that feels. And just totally change things. It doesn't have to look the same way. I mean, it, you honor your mom by what you learn from her, not by by keeping things. And that's one of the things that I was trying to uh, help a, a friend. She's an elderly lady, and she's got a uh-huh. lot of stuff in the house from so many years. And and this is one of the things that I was telling her. You know, when you pass away, your kids are not going to want all this. Your, your son is not going to want all this. You're you're holding back and you're having a lot of clutter and you're you're miserable. So get rid of, sell it, sell the things, that, the nice things that you don't need and keep the ones that you need. Make it roomy and so um, inviting so that when your family comes, they see that everything is, you know, clutter-free. And, you know, give it a coat of paint and do whatever you, and you'll have the money from what you sell to fix the things that you have. And so um, it's really hard for her. You know, sometimes, you know, the, the generations before us, they have this mentality, you know, no, no, I have to say because I don't know if there might be a, a time where, or I might need this, but it's making her really it's making it hard for her. It's giving her anxiety where she's living in. So it's, she's not giving into it. She's giving into it, and she's not wanting to release anything. So she's miserable, and nobody's happy. <laughs> and nobody's visiting <laughs> because it's just a lot of clutter. And so, you know, it's all her. She's, she's living by herself. So, you know, little by little, she's come a long way. She's, you know... But there's still more. There's still more. And I think the the healing comes from within. There's little things, but um, you have to be patient with yourself. There's a lot of things you gotta you probably let go of and, you know, give away. I did the same thing the other day. I started doing a garage sale, cleaning out. And sometimes less is more. Less is more. Uh, the more we have, it gives us anxiety to see so much clutter. And so you have to get rid of certain things, you know. Uh, am I needing these two blenders when I have three? <laughs> Do I need these other, <laughs> you know, you see, because 
you you accumulate, you accumulate, and it's all more because of uh, memories and and the memory is in, wrapped up in our heart. It's not in the things, you know. Yeah, if you you need to save something, save it. But not everything, you know. You don't need three coffee pots. You don't need three of this or two of that. Just get rid and make some money and make the place new. So um, I'm finding oh that just you having garage sales is freedom. <laughs> It's a, a big freedom. It's so good. You can do it online and, you know, sell it. And um, it, you're, you're, somebody's junk is somebody else's blessing. So, um, but less is more. What good is it to have all this and you have to keep maintaining it? Always keep the things, you know, that you have and maintaining, maintaining. And you, you, there's no pleasure in that. You don't need a whole bunch of cookbooks. You don't need a whole bunch of of uh, spices when you don't barely work, uh, cook. Do you see what I'm saying? So just ask God, what do I need to, to, to purge, to get rid of, so that I can make my home look like my home? And, you know, invite the Lord in, and he'll give you the ideas. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, that says oh, a lot. That yeah. kind of puts... Yeah. Well, in that way, you can really decide if you want to stay or not, or if it's, you know, that that you need a play, a smaller place. Yeah, so. I, I'd rather just, I mean, I've already put, you know, the lights that's around the palm trees I, to make it look, look more, I wanted to, just for the summer, though, just to, to give it a beach scene, like a, I love palm trees. They're not me. <laughs> At first, I didn't because I, you know, I was like, okay. And then all of a sudden, we would go to Florida and places like that, and I would see the palm trees, and I <laughs> fell in love with the palm trees. So what I do is I put lights around them. Uh huh. Those. Uh, yeah, that looks really and nice. And give it more of a different. Yeah, give it a different look, kind of decorate the home. Uh, yeah, repurpose the, the things in different rooms. That's all you have to do, and it makes it look like a different place. Mm-hmm. Get what that what went you know I have like these picture frames and they didn't have any pictures in them the nice picture frames and I was like Lord what am I gonna do so the list says you're gonna paint I go I don't know how to paint <laughs> so I've been always wanting to paint and I had gotten paint and I started doing some paint and I did some artwork with gold oh it looked really pretty and I now I got me new pictures the picture frames with pictures in them that I made. So you'd be surprised what you can do to change your home, to make it look different, um, and enjoy the time that you're doing it. So, you know, just you and the Lord. Just ask him. You'll see. Let me ask you, um, what is that box called? I know I just, my aunt purchased it uh, for her son. It's like where you put the memories in. Um, goodness. Box with memories? Shadow box. Shadow box. It's like... Okay. You know, like if someone passed away and, and they say, for instance, if they like a basketball team or, you know, it's just whatever oh. they held. Yeah, she, oh, yeah, she's doing but, that. I think Hobby Lobby does that. They do a picture, big picture frame and they do different things that belong to that person. And uh, like football, they have a football team, uh, uh, theme. They have different things. Yeah, I think Hobby Lobby does that, that work, artwork. Yeah, or either you can get it too. She's gonna do it. She's she went and bought one, 
So as a craft, mm-hmm. and Jen, you know, she lost her son. I think he was my cousin. And so um, he was into the Steelers. And so um, mm-hmm. she ended up buying some ribbon to decorate it with, and then she put his, and the, and the whole Pittsburgh Steelers or whatever, um, put the, put it in there, and then he had a little, uh, the picture of himself. She just started, you know, and uh, that made it, for her, that put her more into the, of course, she went through the grieving process uh, of everything, yeah, but then she it. said, I'm going to take mm-hmm. all the, yeah. Yeah. Um, everybody has a different way of grieving. Um, you know, some people they don't really let go, and they'll have the bedrooms and things like that, and they are still holding on. Like if the person's gonna come back or something, and I don't recommend that. I, I recommend that you know you you go through your process of grieving, and then yeah, maybe a picture or whatever. Or just albums, you know, where you can go from time to time and and see these things. But a constant reminder, I don't think that's a good thing, you know. But everybody's different, so we have to find what what is healing for the individual, and and then letting go, you know. That may be healing for her, but maybe for another person, it may not be. It may be a constant reminder um, of that other person and. You know, some people leave the bedrooms intact and they won't change anything in there. And that's not good. That's not good either. Mm -hmm. You have to change up things. You have to move on and love the living and and remember the dead. You know, remember them, what they did, and honor them by doing what they taught you um, as long as it's in the, the ways of the Lord. And and mainly remember that you, you have the living that you have to love not to forget them because they're the ones that are still with you. And that was one of the things that I had to tell my dad. My dad was grieving when he was alive, grieving, grieving, grieving for my mom and wouldn't let go. And and I go, look, dad. And so one day I said, you know what, what about us? We're here. We need your love. We want to love on you, but you're, you're stuck, you know, over here. And so little by little, you know, he started coming out of it but you know that that's even harder it's harder the longer you live with a person so to each every person is different your experience is different especially when many years of living with a person it takes longer to grieve so I know that many wanted for him to hurry up and grieve but we have to let the person grieve at their own pace at their own pace and so but I would always remind him you know what about us we're here don't forget us. We're we're alive and well. We need you around. So you know, we you need to focus on the living. Right, focus on the living. Yeah. Yeah. And focus on the living. Right, and, and then and then you you know I know your mom would love it to know that you moved on and that you you made the house yours and and transformed it into what you love and make it yours. Mm-hmm. Make it yours. So um, now I'd be really careful to do anything and just wait and see what what you need to do because, you know, the economy is changing so much. So um, just uh, take care of those little things. And if there's a lot of things in the house, you know, sell them. 
pray over it, ask the Lord to help you to, you know, and then with the money, then you can repair, do some repairs in the house. Transform the house to to, to how you like it. Make a difference. Change curtains. That can yeah. you know, paint. Curtains. Paint. Even covers for yeah, sofas. Yeah, the covers for sofas. You can transform a, a sofa to, to look different. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just ask you, we lift up Sarah to you, Father God. We ask you to help her, Father God, with uh, transforming the house. Um, Give her the wisdom if it is time for her to move or not to move. And if there is a nice place for her to move, show her where it is. Show her where to go. Um, Help her daughter with school. Help her that as she goes out into the world to work, that you would help her to stay focused on the things of God and that she would always remember that with God, she can do all things, but without you, she can't. So help her, Father God, help her to meet good people and help her to meet people that she would um, minister life into them also because it's time for her to minister to others, to be uh, to share the word of God to others, Father God. So I ask you to prepare her as she encounters uh, uh, um, patients, Father God, that she would touch their lives with words, with the, the healing hands, Father God, the healing hands that you've given her, Father God, to minister to their lives, to bring healing to their minds, to their hearts, with your words, Father, in the name of Jesus. And we uh, thank you, Father God, for uh, giving Sarah the wisdom to know what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. So we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, meet all her needs. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Amen. amen. All right. Um, I want to thank Yeah, may God bless you, and I want to thank the Lord for you as well, because um, I know it takes a lot, even dealing with the prophetic. Um, when you're going forth and the Lord's telling you what to say. But he's given you the energy and also he's given you the um the strength and then different ideas are flowing with it 'cause when we're when you were um going forth and everything, saying what the Lord was saying, I could just feel, you know, he's educated you so that and then some of the things are just coming naturally, uh the Lord is giving you. So that's a blessing within itself. So I'm thankful for that as well. And yes, um, um uh it's not easy being a single woman, I understand. And so all my ideas like they they come from the Lord and and yeah, continue praying for me because, you know, it, it's not easy. Um and sometimes you're like, Lord, are you sure you want me to do this? Are you sure? Um you have your moments you have your moments, and yeah, um, you have your moments where you feel like, I I don't know, Lord, I don't know. <laughs> but he always puts you back in line, and he shows you, and he, you know, he guides you. And sometimes, you know, we get fickle, and because we, we have bodies, if we don't take care of them, our bodies sometimes, you know, get out of whack, and you want to do something else. <laughs> And God says, nope, this is where you're, okay, Lord, wherever you say we're going. So, um, yeah, I appreciate your prayers. 
continue praying for all of us, all of us on PGN, Prophet Randy and all the, the other brothers and sisters. You know, it's not always easy. There's some days that it's okay, and there's some days that are that are rough for all of us. Uh, we have lives, uh, our regular lives to live in, you know, but I know that God wants us to minister to you all, to um, encourage you, to encourage you with the word of God most of all so that you can, guys can take it and run with it with the Lord. Not that you follow us because we never want that to happen. You don't want to follow us because we're people just like you and we need God's help also. But just guiding you, helping you to see that with Jesus, you can make it. You can make it. Yes, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, well, God bless you, Sarah. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. It's always a blessing. And say hello to Leah for us. And I pray that you have a great week. Okay, you too. And may the Lord bless you and your family and everybody Amen. on PGN. Right. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for Sarah. Two, uh, 240482, your name and where you're from. Two four zero. Oh wait a minute. Yeah. Did I get the right one? No. One moment here. Two four zero four eight two. Your name and where you're from. Instead of the the numbers jump. Hi. Uh, this is uh, Valerie from North Carolina. Hey, Ms. Valerie. All right. Give me a minute, and I'll be right back. All right. Thank you, Lord, for Ms. Valerie, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You know, I'm sensing that there's a a little bit of frustration and I sense that the Lord is saying that, you know, he's with you. He is with you. He's guiding you. He's helping you. And even in your most difficult times that where you're you're not feeling all your best, that he's with you. And he's still using you. Even sometimes he'll use us, Miss Valerie when we're not at our best, when we don't, and what I mean by not at our best is when we don't feel as well. We don't feel good. We we feel like, no, I can't do this right now. <laughs> I'm not well. My sense of God will sometimes use you to minister to others. As you're obedient to minister to them, he also brings healing on you. He also brings healing. And so I thank you, Lord, because you're opening her eyes to the different ways that you operate in in our lives, in the lives of others. I thank you, Lord, because you're showing her a new a new way of how you operate. And so thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, that it's no longer Valerie that lives, but Christ that lives in her. And the life that that lives in her is Christ. It belongs to Jesus. So I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. I thank you, Lord, because she is living for Jesus. She is doing what you want her to do, Father God. 
and he's pleased. He's pleased to see that even though you know there are some things that are in your body, that are in your in your life, that that you still are looking to him, that he's there. He's there, and he still uses you. So as you move forward to touch others, God is touching you. And that's what I'm saying right now. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, for that Bless you, Father God. Bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Miss Valerie, how are you? Amen. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. How are you? Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, okay. I can hear you. Uh, this, uh, this evening has really uh, ministered to me, the different callers. Um, I feel like... <laughs> when i from from the time that I dialed in every every person that's called, I just felt like there's been part of what they're saying or something that you're saying to them is also speaking to me so um that's encouraging uh wow. yeah you know it's almost uh, like it, dialing it, it, into uh your family to hear your family and your <laughs> your visiting mhm mhm yeah that's how and it's I interesting feel, because you, know. you yeah, you mentioned frustration. Yeah, I didn't really recognize it, but I am really. <laughs> I mean, like I, I just when you when you mentioned that, I just thought of it was just like a light bulb went off, and I saw, you know, all of these areas that I am frustrated. Um, not that I didn't know I was frustrated, but just kind of looking at it in a global sense, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, It, it's uh, but God it's, still uses it, it, it it even in the time. midst of that. Mhm. Mm-hmm. It is right. That's what I sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but you keep moving, and you know that as you touch other people's life, you know it's almost like. How can I put it? How can I explain it? When you need something and you touch the life of somebody else and they're being touched, that anointing not only touches them, they t- it touches us, and it works on our life. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. almost like our hands touching somebody else. Like you're touching electricity. Is it not going to touch everybody else that's touching you? <laughs> right. A nice transfer. <laughs> uh, yeah, it gets transferred. So you're getting touched. You're getting blessed, too. And so sometimes people wait until life is great. And no, life is not always going to be great. Uh, it, it will be great as you move and you touch and you, you, you love other people and you allow yourself to be used, even in the midst of your frustrations, your, your whatever you're going through. Um, and that's what makes it worth it. You sense his presence. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, you know, or even going to church, um, you don't want to go to church. And then when you do go to church and you hear the message, you're like, wow, what I would have missed if I wouldn't have gone, if I would have let myself go by my feelings. Yeah. I would have missed this. So, yeah, so, so often, you know, it's kind of like, okay, get up and go. <laughs> And you know, there's there's mm-hmm. there's nothing like being in the presence of God with other believers, and you know, listening to the message on online is you know it's one thing, and I, it's it's good, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's I just so much, you know, just it's being personal when you're there, it's not the same. 
Mm-hmm. No, it's not the same. I mean, God can do, you know, I, I know that I've been online and listening to Prophet Randy, and there has been some nights that, whoa, it surely felt like I was in, in front of him. And, yeah. you know, I could feel it. And he, there's something about it. And so the same thing goes with church. Some days you feel like that. Sometimes, you know, you feel like it's electrifying. So it's the way that the Lord decides to do things. And, you know, we also pull on him, you know, mm-hmm. when we're expecting, being expectant of things to happen too. And no matter where you are, I mean, you could be in your home watching TV and God could talk to you through the television. <laughs> Or God could talk he to sure, you he, anywhere. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's what you pull. You, you know, what are you expecting from the Lord? Pull on him. And and I can sense that when people are uh, wanting something from God, I can sense it. I can feel that pull out of them. And it just, mm-hmm. you know, pulls on the prophetic, pulls on the prophetic and helps them. Um, sometimes people are like, you know, well, but you also have to do your part. But I sense that God is using you regardless of everything else. And it's not easy. It's not easy some days. Just do it, sister. Just keep doing it. <laughs> Sound like the, what is it, the Nike commercial? Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. One foot mm-hmm. in front of the other. <laughs> Every day. Mm-hmm. Just keep moving. Yes. Well, yes. that is uh, definitely, definitely uh, a word for me. Um, I uh, wanted to ask for prayer for two two different things. Mm-hmm. Um, one one is my uh, I, I wanted to ask for prayer for my son Jonathan, um, and this was a this was kind of the the catalyst for for me even calling. I just wanted someone to just pray with me. Um, you know, he he's a he's a sensitive child, and he um, you know just this evening he was he came up to me and he was crying. He was you know just upset. He said he had talked to his dad on the phone, and then. You know, at getting off the phone, he just said he missed him and, you know, just very upset. And he hasn't seen him in person in, in um, a few months. And, you know, I, and I, my frustration is like, well, what can I do? You know, we, we just, we're, we're at odds and, you know, different. I, I've talked to you before about like, you know, we've just had challenges with COVID and our different whatever and i mm-hmm. you know i would like for him to see his to see um my son jonathan but so anyway but i you know i just really like as a mom you know it that that was really just upsetting you know for him to be upset and i just feel like well i don't know what i can do and it's you know frustration so i just you know just prayer for me for wisdom and just just for the Lord to comfort him. And, you know, I think part of it is triggered, you know, by. Uh, is it that you're not allowing around, him to go or is his dad doesn't want to come pick him up? His Yeah. So his, his dad has um, very, he's very, he's still very concerned about COVID. And so, 
um, my two two out of it's, the three of my kids. It's pretty much. Uh, yeah, it's some people are still getting it, but it's not as bad as before. Everything. Right. Uh, a lot of hospitals are lifting up the mask, and and many places mm-hmm. are not requiring things like that. It's. I think it's more fear on his part. So we can pray for him so yeah. that he can see that it's okay yeah. and that his son needs him. Um, can yeah. they FaceTime? They do, every, you know, every day. Um, but I think it's the, you know, and even, you know, once or twice, you know, more than once a, a day. Um, but, you know, I think it's just being around him, spending time with him. Because uh, mm-hmm. Jonathan goes to school they in person, that. he, you know, he won't let him come over to the house and, you know, it's, it's so, I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I, I guess I just want, I just need wisdom on, you know, let's even how to, it. yes. Yeah. Uh, let's pray because only God can do this. And and if there's other reasons, God can change those reasons. And so let's pray for him because I'm feeling, you know, while you were talking, I was feeling like a wanting, a desire to cry. And I was like, why do I want to cry? And then now I understand that it was it's you. Um, it's your your heart for your son. So let's pray. You know, I'm feeling what you're feeling. And, hey, I believe that children need to be with their fathers. It's, you mm-hmm. know, it's healthy for them when they're growing up. They need their dads. They need, and even when they're older, you know, they need to call their dads and yeah. have them around for a bit, you know, and then go back to to where you came from, old man. <laughs> they get tired of them. <laughs> um, but uh, we all need, we all need. I miss my dad. He was, I tell you, he was a pain sometimes. But I miss my mm-hmm. dad, you know, and we would call all almost every day, and even if it was for nonsense. But I needed that, you know, and he needed that. So there's something, you know, there was something that I was sharing, Danny, about the Old Testament. At the end of the Old Testament um, in Malachi, um, there's a part in the Bible. Let me see if I find it. Let me see if I find it. You know, and this is something I was trying to uh, make my daughter understand that, you know, her children, they're torn. They're torn between being with her and being with the dad. And they need to have him, even as as useless as that sometimes he can be and that he doesn't understand how to be a dad. He, they still need him, you know, so mm-hmm. that there's something about, it, something about being with your parents that you need it. You need it, no matter how old or how young, you need it. Uh, your parents don't have to be perfect, but you still need them. And even if they're, they yeah. aren't perfect, you know, there's lessons in that. So in Malachi, it talks about, about the great day of God. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, and all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly will be stubble. And the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts. And they will leave them neither root nor branch. But to you who fear my name, the son of righteousness shall rise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like salt-fed calves. You shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under your souls, the soles of your feet, on the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts. Remember the law of Moses, my servant. And this is at the end, you know, which really caught me. 
which I commanded him in her for all Israel with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet. Behold, the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Least I come and strike the earth with a curse. A curse is, you know, like uh, bad circumstances, right? And so Mm -hmm. this is the end of the Old Testament. And then then it starts in the New Testament, right? And and then it starts talking about Jesus and the genealogy and then about John the Baptist. And what does he do? He has, um, they say that he has the, the spirit of Elijah. You know, he's turning people back to the hearts of the, uh, mm-hmm. the heart of the father, the heavenly father. So there is something about this that our children need to, to turn, you know, to their heavenly father. And so your son needs to understand that his healing comes from being with God. And, and, you know, all these mm-hmm. other things, he, he needs to keep his heart pure, that he doesn't get embittered with what his dad may do or not do. Because mm-hmm. then we get a root of bitterness, like Prophet Randy was talking about. And so we can't grow closer to God. But yet there is something about this that I believe that in the last days, God is going to turn things around because you see, you've seen a lot of men leaving their families and doing all this stuff, but God is doing something where he's bringing men now closer to his, to their children. And some are afraid because they don't know what to do or how to do it. So they don't want to disappoint their children either. And so mm-hmm. they're scared, you know, and instead of acting on, what they don't know, they just leave it alone and they make things worse. Men are very hard to uh, to be, you know, more compassionate towards their children. They don't know how to do it. That It doesn't come natural like it does to a woman. I think maybe because we have had children and so we have that bond with our children. So I'm not trying to make excuses yeah. for men, but it's harder mm-hmm. for them. It's a little harder for them uh, to to have those relationships. And that's why they need mothers. They need their own mothers to, to guide them, you know, and to guide, show them, you know, girlfriends to help, you know, in the situation. Um, so let me just pray. Um, I just sense that your son does need him, and we just pray that. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for Jonathan, Father God. I pray that you touch his heart, Father God, that you help him to see that his heavenly father is you. That the one that's going to fill his heart is you, Father God. Help him, Father God, that if he draws closer to you, Father God, that he'll see his own uh, uh, faults, Father God. And that he won't he won't take this the things that his father has done to heart, Father God, that he will forgive his dad and that he won't allow this this uh, bitterness, this anger, come to his heart, yeah. Father God, mm-hmm. and receive it as rejection, Lord. I pray that you cover Jonathan's heart, Father God, that you let him sense your love, Father God, that he is loved, that he is wanted, that that you love him, Father God. And let him feel that love like he's never felt before, Father God. And on the other side, Father God, I lift up uh, Jonathan's dad, Father God. I ask you, Father God, that you touch this man's heart, Father God. He may not know how to love, Father God, because he may have had his own issues, Lord. But I pray, Father God, you bring healing. 
I pray that you bring healing into this man's heart, Father God, and that if there is a, a, a something in him that's keeping him, his son away, that he's keeping his son away because of one reason or the other, I pray, Father God, that you remove those things, that you remove those obstacles, Father God. And I pray that, Father God, you put family members uh, on his side, you know, to touch him, to be there for him, for both Jonathan and and um, Jonathan's father, Father God. I pray, Father God, that you touch this man. And if he's not born again, Father God, that you would touch, touch him and help him to realize that he needs you, Father God, that he needs you to help him to be the father that he needs to be, Father God. Lord, I just pray, Father God, uh, that you would just touch this man in a special way, help him to understand that his son needs him now that he's young, that his son doesn't need him afterwards, that he needs him now, Father. Uh, um, I'm going to call on Daniel. Danny, uh, I don't know if you're there. Um, uh, Daniel, are you there? Well, I think he's not there. He's I'm here, I'm here. But, oh, okay. No, I'm here. Um, I, I just feel like you need to pray about this, too. Go ahead. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you. Thank I just feel the, that the, really in my heart because I understand these these things. I have grandchildren too in the similar situations, and my heart goes out to um, children that are going through this. You know, because they're torn. They're torn between mm-hmm. their parents, and it's hard for them. So, um, go ahead, Daniel. Father God, we give you all glory, the honor, and the praise. We've dealt with these situations in the past, Father God, and, and the pull to the left, pull to the right, Father God, as to what, you know, where our love goes, Lord, or, or are we loved, Lord? Father God, help any children that are in these circumstances, Father God, that are trying to understand or figure out or, or seeking that, you know, the magical thing to make it all work, Lord. Father God, touch their hearts, Lord, and know that it's not their fault, Father God, that they, they didn't cause any of these things, Lord, and it's just what, you know, life brings upon us, Father God, and Lord, but, you know, you know, all of us, even at any age, we're trying to fix things, Lord, we want to fix things back to where they were, Lord, and sometimes that becomes a, a, a heavy burden on any of our kids that go through that situation, Lord, and Father God, we just... Uh, if we could just teach them all to lean on you at that age, Lord, and that's the challenge, Father God, is that there's so much competition for their attention, Lord. And, Father God, we just ask that you help guide any anybody that has, you know, children, you know, in these situations, Lord, you know, the proper words, Father God, you know, that we turn to you for the words, we turn to you for that guidance, we turn to you for that, you know, the purpose, Lord, um, you know, as as we get older, we realize sometimes that there's a reason for it, Lord, and it's hard to, you know, relay that to someone that's going through it, but, you know, you've shown us, uh, at least I know those listening, you know, with us this evening that, you know, sometimes, you know, you know what you're doing. We're the ones that don't know where it's going or why it's going, but Father God, we just ask that you, you know, touch the hearts of any of these uh, younger children, Lord, that are going through any is young or old or even whatever age, Father God, they're trying to to find that, you know, magical fix, Lord. And, Lord, the magical fix is you. 
And we just need to guide them accordingly and bring peace to their hearts, Father God, peace to their minds. Um, you know, a lot of times they hear things about from other people, Lord, and they feel the stress just heavier and heavier, Lord. So, Lord, we just ask at this point you touch all you know, whoever's listening, Lord, has children mm-hmm. of that nature, top of their head to the bottom of their feet, Father God. Yes. You obey them yes. clean, Lord. Love your son Yeshua, Father. Just complete, you know, clean, cleansing of, of their minds and everything else, Father God. Let yes. them know yes. that, that they are loved, Lord. Yes. Yes, Father God. Yes, Lord. Touch Jonathan, Father God. Let him feel your love. Uh, Valerie, yes. I wanted to ask you something. Uh, do you go to church? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, is there possibly a youth group or a pastor that you could talk to the, to uh, you know, uh, or maybe a group, something where your son can go and and be part of, you know, somebody that can take him under his wings and, and minister to him in a special way, one on one. You know, I've thought about that. Um, the the kids ministry he's in he's in the fourth grade and so the the kids ministry that they have at that age is more kind of like a classroom thing um mm-hmm. but i'm I, but uh i mean it's a great great ministry um but there there are some some uh guys you know uh not guys but you know they're they're there are godly men, you know, young and old, mm-hmm. that um, that it could be a possibility. Like even, you know, I think part of what started, not started it, but I think today, like today we had two soccer games and, um, you know, the other, like we're, yeah, it's a nice community of families and, um, you know, everyone else's dad is there and, you know, he's spending like his coach is a his coach also attends my church and you know just really nice people and I just think he recognized you know just for for whatever reason today that his dad mm-hmm. is not around and so but you know, you there know, there are people God around place, yeah there sometimes God will place you know a special man in the life of a young man or even a girl a woman for a girl. And they they can be you know tremendous mentors or even um, mm-hmm. Christian counseling, where your son can maybe um, you you really do have to do research on this, uh, where your son can go and maybe you know uh, let someone know how he's feeling because he may be bottling up a lot of stuff. Uh, it's not easy. This is not easy mm-hmm. for them. Um, because they don't want to hurt you because they don't want to, you know, and, and sometimes they can even lash out because they're hurting. They can lash out at the parents, right. you know, because they're like, you know, they don't know what to do. They're they're feeling angry. They're feeling upset. And maybe uh, someone that you really research well uh, as a Christian counselor that can minister to him or maybe putting him in something that will involve him in the, the church that, you know, where there's pastors and letting the pastors know what you're going through and maybe they need to, you know, help out in some way. Maybe you can get, you know, because mm-hmm. I know that some churches do that and they, 
they reach out, they have time with young people and they do stuff with with the younger the younger group, but not all churches are the same. So you're gonna have to do some research yeah. here. But don't feel one thing I'm gonna tell you is don't feel don't feel that you have to be everything. Just be mom. Mm-hmm. Don't try to be dad and mom. Because God didn't create you to do that. But, you know, God has is, has grace, and God will help you in this time. He'll place people. I know that I, um, my ex-husband was like that. He didn't have a father, but it was because they had killed his father. And But he had different people in his life that helped him to have some sort of a healthy life. In, in the sense mm-hmm. of, you know, he had grandfathers, uncles that loved on him even more because knowing that he didn't have a dad. Maybe it worked too well that he was a little spoiled. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, have him around family too. You know, your family, your, your kids. Uh, if you have a brother or, you know, an uncle that can, you know, he can spend time with. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be the dad. If the dad refuses to be there, until God deals with him, you know, and helps him to come around, there could be other men that he can be, you know, mentored by because they need that. They need that. Mom can't be everything. Mom can't be everything. Right. And you know, both Mom, games are good. Not, you have mm-hmm. the coaches. Coaches are awesome. They do awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, in the lives of these kids, you know, helping them to believe in themselves and things like that. The family members. I mean, it takes a village to raise children. And I pray that you do not let this weight be on you, thinking that you have to do all things and be all things to your your son. Because you don't. God will do it. Mm -hmm. God will do it. And he'll grow up to be an awesome man. And one day this man, his father, will come around. So we ask you, Father God, to touch this man in a special way. Work on his heart. Help him to realize that his son Mm -hmm. needs him, Lord. And I pray watch over Jonathan, Father God. Watch over his steps, Father God. Keep him from even himself, Father God, because sometimes kids do things because they're hurt. But I pray that, Father God, that you Mm -hmm. help him to release all the pain, all the the hurt that he may be feeling from from feeling rejected. Lord, keep him and Mm -hmm. set set him free from Mm -hmm. that spirit of rejection, I pray in the name of Jesus. Touch him, Father God, mm-hmm. and help my sister to have the wisdom to know what to do for her and for her son, that she also protects herself and cares for herself and loves herself, because that's an example to her son, Father God. Help her and guide her and put good people around her, people that will support her, Father God, and support her son. Father God, we just thank you for that in the name mm-hmm. of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, uh, the spirit of God interestingly enough, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. um, tomorrow his uncle, uh, his dad's brother, and his granddad are driving. They're driving through. Um, they're go- coming from Florida, going back up to Maryland, where they live, uh-huh. and uh, they're gonna, you know, stop by and take the kids out to lunch and. Awesome. You know, just I know I was so excited about it. <laughs> just you know, it's quality, and even not just quantity. in light of this <laughs> happening tonight, you know, they're strong believers. They are definitely men of Ooh. faith, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let them know, you know, kind of just what happened, yeah. and 
just you know just for them to encourage him but he really yes you know like he he would he soaks it up like a sponge i mean he's just you know so i really uh when you said that i was like lord you knew this was going to happen <laughs> and you know <laughs> here you are i mean they don't they they don't come i mean the you know we last time we saw them was sometime in the spring of last year and just that they would you know mm-hmm. happen to be coming at a time when uh you know Jonathan is just where he's at right now, you know, really, you know, having some challenges, well, you know, just struggling with how he's, he's feeling. He's older, yeah, and he's well behaved, so mm-hmm. maybe he can go and visit his grandpa and his uncles and family over there, you know, in the summers and things like that. Just maybe yeah. a week or two, um, you know. Yeah, you, can, you need to talk I'll, I'll to the family. That idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. It takes a village, and I think they'd be open. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and your son will love it, and, you know, he'll learn different things. He'll learn something about himself, too, with family, his own family. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting. That'll be fun for him. Um, so think about that, yeah. Oh, that is so awesome. I hope he has a great time, his uncle and his grandpa. They they are yeah. very much needed. The people don't understand. Very you know, much. We're living in a day where... Young people think they know it all, and they get angry at their parents because they expected life to be a certain way. They judge their parents. And so we have this victim mentality. And even um, uh, psychologists and psychiatrists, they're all benefiting from all of this, and they're feeding things into people. I'm not saying all of them. Some of them are awesome when they're led by the Spirit of Mm God. But some of them, they're just, they're really not helping. They're just adding to the problems and making people feel like victims. And so instead of forgiving, they just add more, like, you know, get these people angry. So we need to be real careful. You need to uh, not think that you can do it all because this is not for you to do it all. That's what family is for. Mm-hmm. And so we need each other. Mm-hmm. A lot of healing comes with family, helping each other. But um, this new way of thinking of this youth uh, they victimize everybody oh i'm a victim i'm a victim I'm, and and there's no solution but being angry and 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 having bitter roots like prophet randy was teaching us and it, it just makes compounds that this situation makes it even worse so mm-hmm. realizing we have a part of to do with it and we need to forgive but at the same time you know we also need to release and not judge, you know, we don't know what this man is going through either, you know, what if he's feeling condemned True. by the enemy? We don't know. We don't know what he's going through. So, um, mm-hmm. and he doesn't realize he's missing out on having his son with him, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, Lord, we just pray that you open his eyes, open his eyes, please, Lord, open his yes, eyes. Lord. In Jesus' name. And so. Yeah, this is gonna be. Let us know what happens with with the uncle and the grandpa. That's a, that's always a good I thing. I will definitely. Yes. Well, I'm definitely. glad you called. Thank you. You're welcome. Me too. Let us know. My heart is in that. I I understand you very well. I, I just felt it. I even felt like, oh my God, I want to cry. Why? And now I understand. That I I sense that. Um, but you you got to know this is too heavy of a burden for you. This is too much for you. you let's give it to Jesus. Mm-hmm. He has it. 
and he'll help you. Amen. Okay. Amen. Uh, Carmen, before you go, <clears throat> excuse me. I wanted to ask also if you could just, uh, I, I wanted to ask for prayer for wisdom about my uh, work situation. Um, I'm feeling a little, you know, I don't, I, I don't, I, I won't make any rash decisions, but uh, just guidance about maybe looking for another job, um, looking for something. I remember that, you, you had asked about that before. Um, do you have anything lined up? Never leave a job without having another one lined up. No. And, oh, I know. absolutely couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't do that. But do you know that but, having, moving from one job to another, you, you have to build up some relationships with those around you. They don't know how you work. They don't, and it's going to be a little mm-hmm. rough. You think it's going to be, you know, easy, but it's going to be a little rough at first while you show who you are and what you can give and all this stuff. And it can be more work because now everywhere you go, they're making you work more for, for less pay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, th- there's a lot of things you have to consider, but mainly we lift it up to the Lord. We lift it up to you, oh my God. And we ask you, Father God, you see the situation with this job, Father God. Uh, Father, she's tired and she wants, you know, some freedom, some a different job. She wants to get paid more and, and work less, <laughs> like Prophet Randy <laughs> says. And so, Lord, we just ask you to to help her find a job that she'll work less and get paid more and that she'll have more time, Father God, to be able to do the things because she's a single parent, Father God. She needs time. And so we ask you, Father God, that you work things out on her behalf with this job, Father God, if it's either to stay or to leave. Make it so clear to her, Father God, that she will know that she knows that she knows that it is time to leave. And if it is, Father God, open the doors. Open the doors for that other job. Father God, in the name of Jesus, and let it be soon, Father God. And thank you, Lord, because all things are in your hands. We trust in you. We believe that you are working all things out for our good, for her good, for the good of Jonathan. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. And and thank you uh, to, to Danny for praying as well. Danny. I appreciate you all. All right. Well, God bless you, sister. Bless. And, and let us know. God bless you. Let us you. know what goes on. Okay. Right. We're here for I you. I will. We thank you. you. Okay. All right. you. All right, everybody. Well, um, it's gone over. And so it's time to say goodbye, but not goodbye, goodbye. But till next week. We'll see each other. I pray that you have a wonderful week, that God helps you and that keeps you and blesses you and shine his face upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Love you. Bye-bye.